You're listening to Fakeologist Audio Chat. This is a new and exciting way to communicate with fellow fakeologists from all over the world. Each day we compress and post the day's audio into a file that can be big or small. Discover new voices and ideas that talk about media fakery like you never did before. Please search for Fakeologist Audio Chat and Fakeologist Main Show on your favorite podcast app. To connect to our always-on and always-streaming audio chat, go to fakeologist.com forward slash audio chat. To listen to the live stream, go to fake11.com forward slash radio 2. Now, on with the audio chat. program to bring you this important message. Hi all, this is uh, Gaia from Colombia. You're listening to Fakeologist.com. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, this is Laura Mars from the Jigas Up, and you're listening to Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. This is name on November the 27th, 2022, and you're going to listen to me. Going to be listening to Rick talking to himself for a wee bit. Thank you, folks. I'm just going to go and, go and feed my three cats, Hamish, Hamish, and Hamish. I'll be back perhaps a bit later. Thank you, folks. Thank you, Alan. Alan Watts' name. It's not the real Alan Watt. Just someone that pops in every now and then. <laughs> I'm just going to... I haven't read, been on the train, so I haven't really been reading a great deal this week. I've been very busy. Very, very busy. But I thought I'd just read a few pages of... Annie Besant and C.W. Leadbeater's Thought Forms, which I've got an old original first edition of. And actually, it wouldn't be a first edition, but it's certainly an old book. The Meaning of Colours. Now, <clears throat> Dave Day is the uh, controversial man of colours and frequency and vibration that can uh, hit the top end of uh, the pointy, pointy end of the stuff. This is this is written about probably about 130 years ago. And they, again, all this stuff is old info, old info. And uh, again, the theosophists could be traced back to a very Hindu background. Anyway, <clears throat> the meaning of colours. The table of colours given in the frontispiece and the frontispiece has already been thoroughly described in the book Man, Visible and Invisible. Now that looks like an interesting book. And the meaning to be attached to them is just the same as in the thought form, as it is in the body of which it has evolved. For the sake of those who have not at hand the full description given in the book mentioned, it will be well to state that black means hatred and malice. B-L-M, B-L-M, anyone? Balam, 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 Balak, Balam. Remove those vowels, Kabbalah vote, and you've got Balam and Balak. Anyway, I digress. Uh... Red, of all shades, from lurid brick red to brilliant scarlet, indicates anger, brutal anger. And that's what you see on uh, CNN, particularly when the weather comes on, to frighten you, get you angry and frightened, blah, 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 blah. Um, brutal anger will show as flashes of lurid red from dark brown clouds, while the anger of noble indignation is a vivid scarlet, by no means unbeautiful, though it gives an unpleasant thrill. A particularly dark and unpleasant red, almost Exactly the colour called dragon's blood shows animal passion and sensual desire of various kinds. Clear brown, almost burnt sienna, shows avarice, 
Hard, dull brown is a sign of selfishness, a colour which is indeed painfully common. Deep, so now you go right back into, I think uh, John Adams was always talking about the power of architecture and how they've slowly changed architecture to, as a more of a control mechanism, you know, very basic uh, angles of sorrow and cube shapes everywhere. That's And I do work at one of the, not, I'm not an architect, but I work at an arch, one of the top architects' things. All their buildings look the same to me, sadly. It's pretty cool, but a lot of them um, have the same big, you know, uh, rectangle on top of rectangle with, you know, trees built into them and trees uh, and bush and blouse and everything attached to the sides of these things to hide their boring, brutal, you know, just squareness. Boring. Absolutely boring. Hard brown is a sign of selfishness. The colour was indeed. Deep, heavy grey signifies depression, while a livid pale grey is associated with fear. Grey-green is a signal of deceit, while brownish-green, usually flecked with points and flashes of scarlet, betokens jealousy. Green seems to always denote adaptability, and that's what the greens are called the greens for. Moving forward into the new world order of um, the new green religion. Um, in the lower cases, when mingled with selfishness, this adaptability becomes deceit. At the later stage, when the colours become pure, it means that rather than the wish to be all things to all men, even though it may be chiefly for the sake of becoming popular, and bearing a good reputation with them. In its still higher, more delicate and more luminous aspect, it shows the divine power of sympathy. Affection expresses itself in all shades of crimson and rose. A full, clear carmine means a strong, healthy affection of normal types. If stained heavily with brown-grey, a selfish and grasping feeling is indicated, while pure pale rose marks that absolutely unselfish love which is possible only to high natures. Rosy, crucian, rose, rose, rose. Coincidence? It passes from dull crimson of animal love to the more exquisite shades of the delicate rose. Like the early flushes of the dawning, as the love becomes purified from all selfish elements and flows out wider and wider, circles of generous and personal tenderness and compassion to all who are in need. With a touch of the blue devotion in it, this may express a strong realisation of the universal brotherhood of humanity. Deep orange imports pride and ambition, and the various shades of yellow denote intellect and intellectual gratification. Dull yellow, ochre, implying the direction of such faculty to selfish purposes, while clear Gamboge, I mean, what the hell? G-A-M-B-O-G, Gamboge, shows a distinctly higher type, and pale luminous primrose yellow is a sign of the highest and most unselfish use of intellectual power. You're listening to Rick talking to himself. Hi, this is John French. This is Mizum. Joe from Atlanta. Joe Mama. Hiya. I'm Buck Cherry. It's me. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio at Fakeologist.com. You're listening to Klaus Fob talking. No, I'm not sorry. I'm just popping in here to say uh, how wonderful it is. So it's a, no, it's a uh, great asset is uh, on its way and uh, everyone should be nice and happy and they will own nothing and uh, be more happy. This is uh, November the 27th on the wonderful uh, Fakeologist audio, Fakeologist.com. I'll go away now. Thank you, Klaus. Wonderful to hear your voice. Wonderful to hear your voice. Go back to... Um, <clears throat> the thought forms by Annie Besant and C.W. Leadbeater. Leadbeater, you know, beating the lead. There'd be something in that name, guaranteed. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, Claire Gumbage, I mean, this is enough. Please, 
I've never heard of that colour before. It shows a distinctly higher top. Pale luminous premiers. The different shades of blue indicate religious feeling and the range through all hues for the dark brown blue of selfish devotion or with a pallid grey blue of fetish worship tinged with fear. Up to use, up to the rich deep clear colour of heartfelt adoration and the beautiful pale azure that is the highest form which implies self-renunciation and union with the divine. Hmm. The devotional thought of an unselfish heart is a lovely is very lovely in colour, like the deep blue of the summer sky. Though such clouds of blue will often shine... Clouds of blue? Hmm. Clouds meant to be white. Will often shine out golden stairs of great brilliancy, darting upwards like a shower of sparks, a mixture of affection and devotion manifested by all tinges of violet. And the more delicate shades of this invariably... This isn't really going anywhere, but I'm sure it means something. And they invariably show the capacity to absorb the responding to the high and beautiful ideal. I'll, I'll, I will go back with... Note the cop cars have the brilliant red, brilliant blue. There's a mixture that turns into scarlet. Um, those colours, as it says back there, are there for a good reason to frighten the fuck out of you. They've chosen those two colours. Very good reason. Very good reason. A mixture of affection and devotion is manifested with a tinge of violet. And the more delicate shades of this invariably show the capacity of absorbing and responding to a high and beautiful ideal. So violet, nice colour. Nice colour. The brilliance and depth of the colours is usually a measure of the strength and activity and feeling. Now, <clears throat> these colours are being thrown at you left, right and centre on television and movies, guaranteed. Even I notice big time, having had to watch uh, lots of um, modern animation, when I had children way later than a normal person would, at almost 40, and I had to watch all the kids' shows, all the kids' movies up till recently. So I've got a pretty in-depth... Um, uh, knowledge of how things have changed. The colours back in the 60s and 70s of the cartoons were more, much more bright and friendly and everything. They then changed that in a movie. I think one of the first ones I noticed was called, I think it was Underdog. It was a remake of a 60s cartoon. And it was just totally dark. Even, you know, the reds and blues and everything was a dark colour. This is deliberately done. They, they're using colours and changing colours and tones over the decades like the music to control you guaranteed guaranteed instead of saying you know look say you look at a a beautiful uh, 15th century 16th century whatever painting these amazing colors that they used probably to control people back then i don't know but and then you see the more modernist look of stuff that they brought out you know with the the cia funded modern art they did use lots of particular blues and unusual blues for some reason, a lot of uh, modern art, obviously, there's something in here. So anyway, last page of this chapter. Another consideration which is, must not be forgotten is the type of matter in which these forms are generated. If a thought be purely intellectual and personal, for example, if the thinker is attempting to solve a problem in algebra or geometry, the thought form and the wave of vibration will be confined entirely to the mental plane. If, however, the thought be of a spiritual nature... If it be tinged with love and aspiration or deep unselfish feeling, it will rise upwards from a mental plane and will borrow, and Dave J knows about, he'll know about this one, and will borrow much of its splendour and glory of the Buddhic level. Now, <clears throat> there they go, they'll drop that big fat, fat Buddha. In such a case, its influence is glory, is exceedingly powerful, sorry, and in every thought, its mighty force for good, it cannot but produce a decided effect upon all mental bodies within reach if they contain any quality at all capable of response. 
If, on the other hand, the thought form has something of a self or personal desire, at once its vibration turns downwards and it turns around itself a body of astral matter in addition to its clothing of mental matter. Such a thought form is capable of acting upon the astral bodies of other men as well as their minds. Now here, these people, they know what they're talking about here. This is um, more controlled mechanisms using sound, colour and vibration. Such a thought form is capable of acting upon the astral bodies of other men as well as their minds, so in, so that it can not only raise thought within them, but it can also stir up, stir up their feelings. Now, that's again, you watch CNN, Fox, any international news show, you're going to get loaded up with this stuff. And I guess most movies and TV shows, which is why a good, a good reason I do not watch many TV. I don't watch TV at all. But if I do, I'd watch a YouTube. And I do tend to watch stuff on my phone. Uh, I'll just have a little pause here and find another chapter which is of some interest. They're very small chapters, which is good. It's not a huge book, but it's got some amazing pictures in here, which I'll put some photos on the uh, live stream show notes. Interesting book. Now, throughout this book, it's all illustrated with patterns and geometry and kind of blotches and all sorts of weird shapes and patterns. But these are the, they're describing these are the thought forms that are in the brain. And I'll just read this one from the, the interesting one, the sevenfold manifestation. This is one of the powerful ones. In all religions, there is, remains the tradition of the great truth that is Logos. Manifest himself. Oh, that's I'm not allowed to say that anymore through seven mighty channels, often regarded as minor logoi, that's with the logo with an I on the end of it, or great planetary spirits. Here we go, going into interdimensional spirits, guaranteed. Often regarded as minor logo or planetary spirits. In the Christian scheme, they appear as the seven great archangels, sometimes called the seven spirits before the throne of God. The figure number 47, interesting number, shows the result of the effort to meditate upon this method of divine manifestations. We have the golden glow in the centre. We also, through the lesser splendour, pervading the form. The line is blue, and it draws a succession of seven graceful and almost feather-like double wings that surround the central glory and are clearly indicated to be part of it. As the thought strengthens and expands, these beautiful wings change their colour to violet and become like petals of a flower and overlap one another in an intricate but extraordinary Exceedingly effective pattern. This gives us a very interesting glimpse into the formation and growth of these shapes in higher matter. Intellectual aspiration. This form, Fig 30, it's pretty hard. I'll have to put photos of these things on there. Intellectual aspiration. Beautiful as it is, this is in reality a far higher and grander thought and implies much more advanced development on the part of the thinker. Here we have a great clear cut spear or pencil of the pure pale violet which indicates devotion to the highest ordeal and indicates the strength and indicates and its outline and strengthened by an exceedingly fine manifestation of the noblest development of the intellect. He who can think thus must already have entered upon the path of holiness, for he has learned how to use the power of thought to the see the power of thought. There's a lot of stuff that we have not been told that the theosophists seem to have awful good grasp of. Awful good grasp of and I have to say uh, I'm not the first person to start reading from this book, but Wayne McCroy's been doing a fantastic load of shows. I haven't listened to any of the last ones, but um highly recommend that um, show of Wayne McCroy's, who's also on Crow Triple Seven. Uh, way smarter than I am. He, he actually goes through and actually probably reads these books three or four times, then does a talk where I'm sitting here having a... I've got a large beer in front of me in the backyard. Beautiful day. Purple trees everywhere. Green grass. Blue skies. 
natural cloud at the moment. At the moment, I won't mention that. Uh, surely the most study of the. So anyway, basically getting back to the, the thought form. See, the, the demons and the they talk about in the Bible is un. The, they are they are thought forms in some ways. These negative thoughts that you get um, of uh, negativity that a lot of schizophrenics and uh, people that have uh, opened themselves up to this kind of spiritual, you know, voices in their heads that was used that, that, that were you know pushed on through the LSD and the antipsychotics and everything. The thought forms are very powerful. They control you, guaranteed, unless you know how to fight back and this is they're kind of explaining how they can control their own spiritual growth via using utilizing these thought forms whereas if you went onto normal radio now started talking about what i'm talking about they'd say you're a loony a loony guaranteed yet the most powerful um people back in the day were all into the stuff sydney itself is a giant theosophical stronghold of the highest magnitude. I mean, our, I've talked about this before, but our, one of the, the top radio station in Sydney for getting your information is 2GB, and that's a Theosophist-founded station that was named after um, Giordano Bruno GB, who was burnt as a heretic or whatever. He was he was the, the Theosophist deity almost, and that's still in your face. And you know, it's number eight seven three. That, uh, you know, added up. Every number adds up to nine on all our radio stations. Um, every one of them: six oh three nine eight seven three um, fifteen eighteen nine. Why is that? Why is this powerful number? Why for frequency? I, I really can't explain it. But every radio station, AM radio station, we have adds up to nine. So there's a um, something to do with the frequency. The fact the Theosophists opened and started the biggest and most successful radio station in Australia, and it's named after their, um, uh, it was one of their biggest heroes, Giordano Bruno. Look him up, look him up. So that number and name is still there in front of you the whole time, you you know, to this day in this country. And I guess CNN is con, I guess, you know, uh, the, all the, all the stuff, um, TMZ, the big, Gossip station that's around that's Tamaz, the, the you know an ancient god. TMZ. If you remove the uh, vowels that the Kabbalists do, it's TMZ is the same as phonetically as Tamaz, uh, ancient god. Not a good guy, I don't believe. Not a good person. So every all the stuff that I'm talking about is in your face right now. It's it's you're, you're looking at TV stations. You're looking at very rich people that are all following this kind of stuff. Guaranteed. So, just because the average normie can't quite get their grasp around it, and we'll just call you a loony or uh, you know this is old-fashioned superstition. Sorry, you're all wrong. Guaranteed. Hey, folks, you're listening to Rick talk to himself on November the twenty-seventh, twenty twenty-two. Thank you very much, Alan. Wonderful. Cutting through the matrix. Do yourself a favour. Do yourself a favour. Uh, his um, lovely wife is still knocking at. Um, fantastic stuff. I listened to the latest one last week. One of a, it was a four-hour show. She cut down to probably an hour and a half. Prescient information. This is from uh, last year, 2021, before he passed away. Prescient. That's what I'm going to say. The, this is the last one on the Cutting Through the Matrix show. Do yourself a favour. If you've got a brain.
if you've got a brain. Now, <clears throat> but just having a look back at the occult conspiracy by Michael Howard, and a very interesting, <laughs> very interesting character, very interesting character was um, uh, Dashwood, Sir Francis Dashwood. This is where the Hellfire Club came from. Oh, he was the man very heavily behind it, I think. So Benjamin Franklin diplomatic activities in the years before the American Revolution brought him in contact with the, those in positions of power who shared his Masonic and occult interests. One of these was Sir Francis Dashwood, the English Chancellor of the Exchequer. 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 So you got the checker, checkerboard, 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 who was the founder of a secret society called the Friars of St. Francis Wycombe. That's Y, uh, sorry, W-Y-C-O-M-B-E. More popularly known in the coffee houses of London as the Hellfire Club. Dashwood, the eldest son of a businessman, had married into the aristocracy. He sat in the Houses of Commons for over 20 years and the House of Lords for another 20. Served as Chancellor from 1762 to 1763. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. This is uh, Klaus Schwab from the Bay Economic Forum. You're listening to Ike talking to himself once again. Anyway, back to uh, this November the 27th. Ah, that's a 9-11. Be told. Be told. 2022. 27. 2 and 7. 9. Get it? Dashwood, the eldest son of a businessman, had married into the aristocracy. While on the grand tour of Europe as a young man, Dashwood was initiated into a Masonic lodge in Florence. Funny that. Funny that. That's that that lot. The um, uh, big trading spot. Big trading spot. Shipping, mercenaries. Financing armies and wars and hoaxes, guaranteed. When he returned to England, he founded the Society of the Dilettanti, Dilettanti, D-I-L-E-T, Dilettanti, which catered for the hard work drinking habits and debauched, debauched sexual activities of the wealthy rakes. They call them rakes back then. It's interesting, isn't it? I don't know why. Dashwood also began his relation to rebuild his ancestral home in West Wycombe using ideas he had picked up in Italy. The ceilings were painted with murals depicting Greek and Roman gods and the statue of these deities was scattered all over the gardens. Dashwood also had a special lake created on the grounds which was were staged mock battles using large-scale models of sailing ships. You must have had some money, let me tell you. Let me tell you. In 1739, Dashwood returned to Italy to make contact with several continental masons he also visited rome to witness the election of the new pope even though he was anti-catholic mm, 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 mm. the previous pontiff had prohibited the practice of freemasonry in 1738 and excommunicated all the catholics known to be members of the masonic lodge the grand master of the florence lodge lord reynard that's r-e-y-n-a-r-d n-a-r-d who was the son of a Lord Chief Justice of England, had been forced to close down the lodge and destroy all its papers to avoid arrest of, by the Inquisition. Now, Inquisition. Anything that you've been told is really, really bad was probably a good thing. It was probably an investigation of nefarious goings on, but they turned it into uh, you know, some kind of hatred murder of people, guaranteed. Don't trust it. Don't trust it. Fake history. On his return to England, Dashwood founded the Friars of St. Francis, and the meetings were held in a mansion of a spe- in a special room decorated as a Masonic temple. See Eyes Wide Shut. See Eyes Wide Shut. Love that movie. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, even though Tom Cruise is in it. Pathetic actor. 
Pathetic. Good movie. And he's good. He's not bad in it, I've got to say. And I'll, I'll mention this. I was on Mission Impossible 3, MI3. It was an MI2, one of them. And um, Cruz had to go back, and, and uh, Nicole, because they, was, they were still married then. They used to turn up in the pub near, near me and play pool and chat to locals. Very friendly, guy, apparently. Not so much on the film set he wasn't, but he was certainly friendly out of the thing. Anyway, they went back and I, because I was into film from a very, very young age and film gossip. I love reading all that shit. I knew more about, I was working on these big films, you know, standing around, standing around, literally watching them getting filmed, getting paid and eating beautiful food. And, um, I knew more about what was coming up the pike than the, um, some of the people that working as producers or, um, you know, people that wasn't, that was their full-time career. Because I read lots of gossip magazines and kept my nose to the stone or whatever. Anyway, he got called back a full year after they wrapped uh, Eyes Wide Shut, just after they managed to shoot some of the last scenes on Mission Impossible MI2, MI3, whatever. Probably MI2. And um, I thought that's really odd because they've wrapped a movie. When you, when you wrap a movie, you have a film, uh, you have a huge party, everyone that hated each other and screamed at each other for the last six months all gets together and has a good time and promises to be nice to each other on the next film, which never happens. And that's it, you know. All of sets go put get put into storage. A lot of them get taken removed because they don't need them anymore. But Eyes Wide Shut have been kept intact for a full year and all of a sudden they had to reshoot Crucial Scenes. Now, I suggest that uh, the big... Big wigs up the top and said, "You know, you can't say that, and you, you're not going to put that scene in there." I'm sorry, you, this is a little bit too much of a giveaway here. Particularly the big, there's a scene where he opens up the door, not on the film, not on the film, and he, there's a big pentagram in the middle of the the room, you know, saying that they're, they're Satanists and the orgy scene, the greatest scene in the whole film, I have to say. And uh, <clears throat> and I'm not just saying that because it's um, full of beautiful women. Because let me just say this, he. I'm telling the, the Kubrick knew how to pick beautiful women to be in his movies. He has an eye. There's no way that guy was gay. Let me tell you right now. Every woman that he put into his movies was there for a good reason. I'm talking about the extras that had their clothes off. Proper curvy, semi-natural, you know, women. No men dressed up. You know, this EGI. Sorry, sorry. Uh, chicken feed, chicken feed to me. The the women, the actresses, they he had um, were all good looking. Anyway, they got, had to go back and reshoot Crucial Scenes. A, it was almost more than a year after the film had been finished and, and done and dusted. So something happened, and then he died not long after that. Not long, Well, said he died not long after that. Said he died not long after that. <clears throat> anyway, back to this. Um, I digress, but oh my God, I'm good at that. Ceiling were painted with... And 1739, Dashwood returned to Italy to make contact with several... We mentioned that. The on his return to him, Dashwood founded the Friars, da 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 At this time, Dashwood was also a member of the Neo-Druidic Order, called the Uliac... Dru- oh, it's, this is um, it's Celt, or, or, or um, Irish, um, old ancient Irish. The Uliac Druid, so it's Druid with an H at the end of it. Braithish, B-R-A-I-T-H-R-E-A-C-H-A-S, or the Druid Universal Bond. This organisation had been founded in 1717 to revive old Celtic religions and included its chief druid from 1799 to 1827, the visionary poet William Blake. So Blake was a druid, isn't it? I wandered lonely as a cloud. Isn't that him? I think it is. 
who is also listed as Grand Master of the Rosicrucian Order. Here we go. William Blake, Grand Master of Rosicrucians. Following the rumours about sex orgies <coughs> and fun... Sorry, and sh- sorry, I've got the wrong page. One second. There's no photos and or pictures of these orgies, unfortunately. Perf- the, the orgies performed by the so-called Hellfire Club at West Wycombe. The Druid Order withdrew Dashwood's charter to practice Druidism, so they got offended by his mass orgies. <coughs> and 1751, Dashwood purchased Madhaminim Abbey in Marlow on the River Thames, and he converted the 13th century house, once owned by the Sister... Cistercian monks, Cistercian monks, that's C-I-S-T-E-R-C-I-A-N. I'll tell you, if you want to hear a person that cannot read English, and he's the worst, but he's a nice guy, I think, is um, Conspiracy Oz. I keep willing to ring him up and say, get a speaking dictionary before you do your shows. And I'm doing the same thing, but I'm not too bad, not too bad, my best subject at school. In 1771, Dashwood purchased... And the Cisterian monks into a Gothic-style folly. In the gardens, he erected statues of the classical gods and goddesses, including Venus, who bends over to extract a thorn from a foot. Unsuspecting walkers around the corner are faced with their exposed buttocks. <laughs> and Priapus displaying a huge erect penis. How disgusting, Francis Ashford. Exaggerated rumours and gossip about the activities at the Medminim, Mediminim, Medminim Abbey carried out by Dashwood and his friends, began to circulate in their London High Society. <laughs> they were probably just wanting to all run down and join, guaranteed. It was whispered that the prostitutes dressed as nuns and attended orgies at the house. Satanic rites were practised, such as the Black Mass, which involved prayers erected over a naked body of a woman on the altar. In fact, the Medimidites were actually practising a revival of pagan old religion. According to... You know that um, the, the founder of... Um, those the Wiccans. He was a Crowley. Crowley and taught his disciples to start their own religions. And the Wiccans, which and there's a, there's a number of them around here. Let me tell you, you can tell by their. I can spot them because I can see their symbols on their necklaces. They tend to be these semi-lesbian men-hating types. And there's an awful lot around. And little do they know, their founder was a bloke. Hmm. Um. Dashwood and his friends began to circulate London Society, which he whispered that... In fact, the Metamonites were actually practicing... It was dedicated to the worship of the Bonera Dei. D-A. D-E-A. That's interesting that the D-E-A would be called the D-E-A, Drug Enforcement Authority, or the Great Mother Goddess. So there you go. This is another thing. You're getting all your, you know, F-B-I. That's F-I-B. Fib. Lie. And D-E-A. There's... The Hellfire Club was dedicated to the worship of, and I've never heard of this, Bonaya Dea, or the Great Mother Goddess, and the practice of Eleusian Mysteries. So the Dea was named after, there's another occultic name, guaranteed. Focologist exclusive, Focologist exclusive, you're hearing it for free, be told. Uh, some of its members may have indulged in pseudo-satanic rites, although only as a members that, only as a prelude to their sexual antics which were an important aspect of the parties held after the meetings were finished. I bet they were. <laughs> in 1760, when George III was crowned, several Hellfire Club members were given high office. They included John Stuart, the Earl of Butte, who was made Secretary of State, of the Northern Department of Dashwood himself, who became the Chancellor of Exchequer. Amongst other important people later joined the Hellfire Club was Lord Mayor of London, the son of Archbishop of Canterbury, the Prince of Wales, and Benjamin Franklin. I mean, t- there you go. I mean, these are top-end, you know, 
six infatuated types, like Princess, sorry, Princess, Prince Andrew and his uh, friends. In 1758, Franklin visited England seeking support from the American colonists for the, in, the, in, his, in their efforts to obtain more independence from the British crown. He stayed with Dashwood at West Wycombe, and the two Masons discussed ways in which the worsening relations between colonies and the government in London could be improved. Franklin also was also worried that the situation was becoming dangerous and would eventually result in bloodshed, as if they were worried. <laughs> Dashwood seems to have worked for the American colonists, as their representative in this country, and in 1770 put the forward the plan for the British government for the reconciliation between them, reconciliation between them and the Americans, but it was turned down. Franklin again visited Britain in 1773, met Dashwood, had some fun, guaranteed. He then informed them that time was short, and unless some compromise was found, the Americans would revolt against the British. Franklin Dashwood visited Oxford University, and Sir Francis introduced his American friend to Lord North the first Lord of the Treasury. The three men discussed the deteriorating relationship between Britain and the colonies and the possible solutions to the problem. Unfortunately, nothing came of this meeting and Franklin's, that you know of, that you know of, and Franklin's attempt of, to negotiate the settlement failed. Dashwood's influence in the matter was considerably weakened by the stories of sexual excesses in Metaminum. The gossips developed into a full-blown scandal with the revelations of a racial, a radical politician, John Wilkes, MP. Now, there we go. John Wilkes. Where have we heard that name before with a different ending? Who had been a member of the Hellfire Club? Wilkes was a self-styled defender of democracy and liberty who, support, who supported the American colonists in their attempt to rid themselves of the British imperialist style. Rule. Rule. Sorry, I don't wear glasses and I'm... Getting on, folks. Getting on. Don't need to wear them, but I just need to read slower. He claimed the inner circle of the Hellfire Club were political conspirators plotting to deprive the Americans of their democratic rights. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That's me saying that. Considering Dashwood's involvement with the Franklin, with Franklin, and the fact that the two men were Freemasons, this seems a little unlikely. It is obvious from the role played by Freemasonry in the creation of the new American nation that the Masonic fraternity supported Freedom and independence for the colonies, but they wanted to see the new country born without spilling of blood. Mm, that's what they say. While Wilkes obviously had his own reasons for demeaning the efforts of Dashwood and Franklin, so John Wilkes Booth, the name that got that you know that was used for the assassination of um, in the coming chapters of uh, or was it before? Was it before or after? No, no, it was after. So John Wilkes pops up again, or John Wilkes Booth. So using the same names for the script, guaranteed. Anyway, that might do for a little bit for now. It's getting boring. Well, it's not. That's not a boring book. That's a really good book, but it's boring reading it. Would you like to support Fakeologist.com and all the content we're creating? Trade on the value for value principle, where you pay whatever you can for whatever value you feel you've received. We accept donations in almost every form, from PayPal to Bitcoin. Please go to fakeologist.com forward slash donate for your payment options. Thank you for your support. Interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, I'm Wild Times from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Fakeologist Radio, Fakeologist.com. Hey, folks, and Adam, what's his name? Rick's back again after having a quick bath, apparently. Thank you, Alan. Um, 
Yes, I send a salt bath with bicarb, be told, and some peppermint oil. Don't know why, but it smells nice. Anyway, I just uh, should seamlessly join the uh, conversation. I just had a 20, 30 minute uh, break. Just reading from um, <clears throat> the occult conspiracy, just the finishing off the dash, Sir Francis Dashwood and the American Revolution. The American Revolution and, uh, the, you know, it was King George III, George Washington do look very similar. Don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but uh, let me just say this. Anyway, with the outbreak of the war between the British and the Americans, it was only to be expected that a man of destiny would arise capable of guiding the immediate future of the nation and arose from the ashes of the old order. So the old phoenix went up, burn them down, build back better, build back better. So, you know, here we go again. This is a reset, 1700 reset, 1776 or whatever it was. Burnt, and they use the word, that's very, there's no accident they've used that burnt, you know, rose after burning through the ashes because that's what happens, you know, that, that, that's what's either has happened or it's about to happen thanks to Klaus, Klaus, the wonderful Klaus and his um, World Economic Forum totally run by the CFR and the uh, Royal Institute of International Affairs, guaranteed, no arguments entered into, not Chinese, not Russians, not, these are the guys running things. Da, 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 da. Anyway, rose through the ashes of the old order. The man who took on this role was General George Washington, the descendant of a 12th century knight from the north of England, who had also served British royalty. Keep it in the family. That's me. Keep it in the family. The Washingtons were staunchly royalist, and one of Washington's ancestors, a relative of the Duke of Buckingham, who had fought on the side of the Cavaliers in the English Civil War, with the triumph of Cromwell, two members of the family were immigrated to Virginia to escape the Puritan persecution. Hmm, don't know about that one. They quickly established themselves as landowners, merchants, and local politicians, creating Washington Dynasty of the New Americans which eventually gave birth to the first president of the United States on the 11th, number 11, number 11, February 1732. Washington seemed set for a modest career as a farmer and landowner, but with the death of his brother in 1752, he inherited property, a seat in the House of Burgesses, and most importantly, as future events would show, a post as major to the colonial militia. Within two years, Washington was fighting the French, no, fighting with no, he's fighting the French. I thought they were together on that one. Never mind. With the encouragement of John Adams, who was a Freemason and a member of the Secret Order of the Dragon. And he had begun a military career, which led him to become the commander-in-chief of the rebel forces. Darth Vader, Star Wars, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And the American Revolution. George Washington was himself a high-ranking Mason. He had taken his first degree initiation in the lodge at Fredericksburg, Virginia in 1734, along with 56... Add those two numbers together. American rebels who'd signed the Declaration of Independence. Only six, 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 were not members of the Masonic Order. The majority of the military commanders of the American Revolutionary Army, which fought the British, were practicing Freemasons. And I'm telling you, on the same side, pretending to fight each other. The secret influence of the esoteric societies in the American Revolution, both Masonic and Rosicrucian, is initiated by the occult symbolism of the American flag and the Great Seal, which is the nationalism of the country. I remember, you know, many, 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 many years ago reading this legend that a man in black came in and handed the seal to whoever it was that made it. You know, and I thought, that sounds a bit weird. 
That sounds a bit weird, but that was apparently the legend. I don't know if I was going to say this on this in this book, but um, da, 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 da. The design of the Stars and Stripes was a joint effort by a committee whose members included Benjamin Franklin and Washington, but it seems they were helped by a strange intervention. Here we go. Here we go. I remember there I was right. They were helped by a strange intervention of a mysterious person whose real name and identity is unknown. Probably um, Isaac Weishaupt. <laughs> Preparations in designing the flag took place in the house of the rebel leader in Cambridge, Massachusetts in 1775 at a dinner party attended by the flag committee, a stranger staying with the family of the house was introduced. He was referred to merely as the professor and, professor and was described by those who met him as an elderly man who was very well read and extremely knowledgeable about the historical events of the previous century, as if he had witnessed them. He was a vegetarian, was accompanied by a large oak chest containing rare books and ancient manuscripts and seemed to know Franklin. The stranger was put forward several proposals about the design of the flag which were eagerly accepted by the committee. When the dinner party broke up and the other committee members left for home, the professor remained in conversation with Franklin and Washington for several hours. He predicted to the two statesmen that America would soon take its rightful place as the the new nation recognised by all governments of the world. Who could that old man have been? I I could put a whole lot of conspiracy theories on that one. I might bring them up. I might bring it up. Not right now. He predicted, you know, Sir Francis Bacon had already written this many, many years before in his book that he wrote predicting the rise of America or this mysterious country that was going to rise up and take become the pointy sword of after America, after England. So maybe it was Sir Francis Bacon who used to know. Very old, it said, very old. The designing of the Great Seal of America, which was the country's symbolic, coat of arms was also an act surrounded by occult significance and mystery. The seal was conceived in the afternoon of 4th July 1776 after Congress had formally signed the Declaration of Independence, creating the new American nation. A further revolution was passed. Resolution, sorry, it's getting dark here, so it's not just me. Requesting Franklin, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson to sign a device to be used as the official seal of the new country. Several of the colonies had already had their own seal, but Congress wanted one which would be universally recognised as representing the inspiration for the American Revolution and the destiny of the American people. A French artist, Eugène de Cimetier, was commissioned by the... That's S-I-M-T-I-E-R-E, for anyone who wants to Google, by the Committee to Draw Designs Based on Their Own Ideas. This, this is the, the, I'm sorry. This was pre. They really knew. I reckon they knew what they were going to do many, many, many years before. You know, this is kind of making it, spinning it out here. Each committee member proposed a different design for the seal. Franklin suggested Moses leading the Israelites across the Red Sea to escape the Pharaoh's army. Jefferson selected a similar scene from the Bible, depicting the children of Israel marching through the wilderness towards the Promised Land. The Exodus of Egypt to Canaan was. Symbolic of both the route taken by the ancient wisdom as the days of Moses and the emigration of the Masonic Rosicrucian tradition from Europe to the New World in the 17th century. John Adams, in contrast, took a theme from Greek mythology for his illustration for the Great Seal. He depicted a god, Heracles, not Hercules, Heracles, that's H-E-R-A-K-L-E-S, or Hercules, oh it's Hercules. Resting on his club and facing it. Now, you know, that's a star pattern and that's the same as Thor. Same person. Thor, Hercules. Bloke with a big club with a bit of a limp. 
it's a star constellation. David, um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. What a book. And look into uh, Hamlet's Mill, the book Hamlet's Mill. Do yourself a favour. Virtue and resting on his club and facing a choice between virtue and sloth. This can be interpreted as the twin choices facing the new nation. However, it should be noted that the Plato's description of the mythical utopia of Atlantis, this is, that was, um, that was his book, uh, Sir Francis Bacon's The New Atlantis. Very interesting, be told. Um, he describes it is situated between the pillars of Hercules and the Atlantic Ocean. Bacon's utopian romance, The New Atlantis, that I just mentioned, was widely accepted as a blueprint for the new America, and it would be have been well known to the people like Adams and Franklin. I'm going to end it there. It, it's getting too dark for me to read, too dark for me to see. Um, and if I switch a light on, I'm going to get eaten by mosquitoes. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So I'll, I'll wait for Ab to per- turn back and... Uh, I'll speak to you later. I might pop in if I've got something random to talk about. And I'm back. Weird dreams. I've been having some weird dreams. Weird dreams. Not, I should get up and write them down, but I can't. But I do I do remember one vivid one of a black, big black, very nice black bird sitting on top of my head. And I took it for a walk somewhere and it flew away and I got lost. And it was very vivid, you know, black, a big black bird, a very friendly, nice black bird. And then I was trying to find that black bird and I, I don't know how I did it, but somehow I killed a pigeon or a white pigeon in the dream. And then driving up yesterday in the van, two days after the dream, I hit, I think, a native pigeon. First time I've killed a bird for a long time. Couldn't do anything about it. Strange coincidence. No idea what it meant. I'm sure there's a uh, meaning to the black bird, though. Guaranteed on Rick and Rollo's site, Weird Dreams page. I haven't put it in yet, but um, if, you, if you're getting weird dreams, because I do believe as a... Um, uh, Way McCroy has been reading from C.W. Leetbeater's book on the dreams and the uh, uh, subconscious, which I've been talking about as well. But he he's the man. He's the man. He's way more studied than I am. I mean, he's obviously uh, got a bit of a, um education background or a, something, but he's, he's doing what I'm doing. He's reading from books, but a bit more involved. And I think he's can, probably younger than me, but he's uh, he knows more, I think. He knows more, and I really enjoy the alchemical tech revolution. Do yourself a favour, look it up, find that podcast, and uh, do some listening. Uh, the other shows I've been listening to lately, uh, I listen, tried to listen to IPS's latest one, uh, which is a phone-in one. It's about three hours long. But for some reason, I can only get like a video screen version, which when I press the button to turn the screen off, it disappears as well, so I can't just listen to it because I don't like watching videos on phones it's doing my eyes and and i was my eyes had recovered 30 percent better but they're now heading south because i've got a big screen phone and i tend to be reading stuff on it which i need to stop books no problem i've got no problem with books no problem but uh screens and blue light bad digital lighting bad i brought it up last week the guy that removed our wonderful um old light bulbs the former prime minister turnbull now an executive with um, the uh, the chip, that little chip that's going to be in every single item that you pick up or own or see, a bit of fruit, whatever, it's coming, guaranteed. Um, last night at Ab, we discussed the um, interesting, interesting stuff. If you go back to last night's show, Saturday night, I uh, talked with Frank and Ab and um, Simon Phoenix. What a good name. 
Um, but I talked, my, I talked to myself or to the podcast by myself for a bit before that though and said some interesting things, I think. Oh, no, I think I was talking to Ab the whole time, actually, which is good because I find it easy just to talk to one other person. I don't like multiple voices because it just I, I lose that train of thought. Lose that train of thought. <laughs> At the moment, I'm telling you, there's not... Why I've had to resort to doing my own stuff is there's not that much good stuff out there. All my heroes are gone, and I've been listening to a lot of uh, hoax busters lately. Listen to a fantastic one this morning um, with um, Kendall Adams, Negan Tropic, who I guess he's not far, oh, better around the same age as me, probably a couple of years younger. Very um, uh, cynical type, but uh, good stuff. And him and Jay Dyer discuss music, which I love, and with uh, Uninstall Media. It's, I guess it's 2016 era. Ab has saved all these. If you go to fakeologist.com, one of the radio, fakeologistradio.com um, podcasts on Pod- Podomatic or Podcast Addict, all those selected hoaxbusters are on there, and I highly recommend those shows. Chris Candle and Adam's really knocked it out of the water. You may as well just go back and listen to that because nothing else, what they're saying back then is totally relevant to today. Same with Alan Watt. You, you don't need to be listening to current events because they're just repeating the same old bullshit week by week, <coughs> week by week. I also listen to uh, IPS interviewing, um, uh, oh God, what's his name, who's got into all sorts of trouble with the Sandy Hook thing, old American guy. Really good interview, really good interview. And that's on IPS, um, one of his many channels he's got now. Uh, oh, t- oh, James Fetzer I'm talking about. Um it's IPS interviewing James Fetzer, and he goes through, the, you know, because he is obsessed with JFK, but he really knocks it out of the water with a Sandy Hook. What a joke. What a joke. And uh, the fact that um, Alex Jones is um, supposed to getting so $3 trillion, $3 trillion, he hasn't got that money. Who, who's going to pay this? What are they bringing these numbers up? They're doing it to scare other podcasters, Joe Rogan types. You know, you can be broke in two, three days like Kanye. As if Kanye ever had $2 billion in the bank. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's not that talented. Look, a guy can write some beats. Big deal. You can get a computer now that can write those same beats. So they, they, they overhyped him. They had U2, of course, promoting him to the, the you know, their white, mainly white, um, audience back in 2006, 2007, they, they took him on world tour so that everyone got to know who he was. So they wanted you to know who he was. He was a made man, guaranteed. And the fact he's broke after three days, after mentioning um, some <laughs> interesting things about the control of um, musicians in America, probably act totally accurate, but they're making, he's, he's a, a burning man literally now. They burn him down and he's got no money. Just to frighten you off, if you're a reasonably big, big time podcaster, like say PewDiePie or whatever, they can, they're telling you that you will be sent broke if you bring up certain people or mention certain things. So I think it's just a scare technique and not to be taken literally or seriously at all. But censorship is coming and is, I mean, what I mean coming, it's here. It's here. And as I said, guaranteed, if you listen to the FART podcast, or three years ago, the, just after the New Zealand shooting, I said, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened for the censorship. This is 911 2.0. Said that, and it was. And they're bringing it back up again now. They're censoring your um, 
you know, right to live stream. You just mention a certain word and you're off the fucking, ch- you know, you're gone from YouTube. You're gone from a lot of platforms. They, they de-platform you off Apple. They'll de-plat- you, de-platform you off Spotify. You've got to have your own site. And you'll they'll probably start de-platforming your name. You know, let's need to be talking to himself. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. My name is Leslie. I am a lesbian. I am a targeted individual. And you're listening to Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Thank you. You're listening to... Rick talking to himself on November the 27th, 2022, and that's 9-11. 217, 27. Um, oh, I've started re-listening to um, uh, 21st Century Wire, Pat Henningsen. What I'm telling you, that guy's got the best voice ever. That guy has got the voice for radio, big time. And he um, he's he's done, doing some great stuff. It's mainly news. He does talk a lot about the, the election scams. But in between that, he, he interviewed a great musician the other day, just a, just a normal musician. But they talk about music and their who who was there supporting us from the music industry through this the last two years that got up and bravely stood up and said, you know, this isn't right, this isn't right. Eric Clapton and Val, I was going to say Val Dunican, and um, what's his name, the the Irishman from. Um, well, oh, I can't remember his name. Why do I call him Val for? Val, Val Kilmer. Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Van the man. Why were they the only two that I know of that were brave enough to stand up and actually get up there and say something? It, it was just, it was a good way of destroying your um, love of music because I'm telling you now, most of these musicians, apart from Media Bear and, the, the, you know, those fantastic ones that IPS uses, um, they've all just sold you out. They all sold you out because their career, their dreams of riches and lying around a swimming pool and, you know, with giant record label deals, it's finished. It's gone. But they were too scared to even stand up and, you know, mention anything. Or the, the, did the press just silence them? I don't know. I don't know. But um, it's, it's just sad. So all your rebels, like John Lydon, did he say anything? Nope. Um, who who would have? Well, I'll tell you what, they got rid of an awful lot before like Prince and um, Lemmy and people like that that would have said something, particularly Lemmy. I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, I've put it on to uh, Rick and Rollo show, the Talking Head song from uh, the album Bomber in 81, 79, 80, 81. There's a song called Talking Head. Listen to those lyrics, you know, about television lying to you and newsreaders lying to you. Absolutely right on the point. Right on the point. Um, Died... Of a very fast acting cancer, despite look, I'm, look, I've saw, I've been up the front of Motorhead concerts before. I've seen he's, he's a crystal meth user, he chain smoked, but he wasn't. It didn't affect him, you know. And he was fine. All of a sudden, boom, he got cancer and he was dead very, very quickly. But he, they all, all these vocal types like Prince and like all died three years before COVID. There was a whole lot of people that died. And while I'm bringing it up, <clears throat> do you remember on Calvin Klein? Adverts everywhere on bus stops, and you know you all had the big CK everywhere. CK, CK. That's three eleven, three eleven. C three K 
K11. Calvin Klein, fake name. Fake name. They were just putting this number psychically in your brain all the time. Calvin Klein, CK. And it, they actually changed the abbreviation from Calvin Klein. It was just called CK. You'd see these big adverts. That was, that, that, that was the bus stops. Where you're going to get your future from, sadly, folks. And, uh, I remember being this, as soon as I saw Endgame, about four months before COVID, on all the posters around um, bus stops and everything, I knew that Endgame meant we're going now. We're going now. And that's when three months later COVID came out. So they put the Endgame, which was the, the, the final movie of the um, Avengers series. That poster that was everywhere in your face was telling you, Endgame, we're moving now. And they, but they weren't telling us. They were telling their, the rest of them, the people that understand the symbols, the symbols that were being run by. Guaranteed, guaranteed. And how many other people have brought this up or talked about it? That's what I'm saying. I've got to start doing my own stuff now because there's not a great deal of other people that are pointing to these things. You've got a lot of um, beating around the bush and chicken feed from a lot of good podcasters at the moment that are just bringing up, you know, even the fake shootings. I mean, we we know they're all fake. The, the latest one, of course, has got a lot more meaning to it because it's a LGBTQRST one which is on the way, and that, you know, putting more sympathy towards that. But back in 2016, back in 2015, I think, like, Hoaxbusters, Fakeologist, Marcus Allen, all these guys, they'd nailed it. These, show, these shootings are all fake. They're all staged. They're all psychological operations. They're being run by um, the military psychological operation units. They go to different countries where they can get away with it. More like The, the um, one in um, Nice in, uh, in France... Would have been done by a uh, European group using um, workers from America to come over and um, run that operation of a supposedly a van zooming around running people over. Again, as Ab has always pointed pointed out, and I think um, a number of good ones on the actual fakeholders.com site, where some of your best research is getting done, they're the demonising just... They get a whole lot of ones with one, one foul swoop. So d- demonising vehicles is another thing that they're getting away with. Also making um, it um, difficult for you to um, walk down roads because they've put bollards everywhere, again, supposedly to stop terrorists attacking you, but they're making it more difficult for vehicles to get around now. So not only is it guns they're after, it's um, vehicles. That's, you know, unessential vehicles, non-essential vehicles need to go, need to go. And so part of these psychological operations you'll find they can use a triple... Oh, who's that? Thank you, Rick. It's a psychologist. You've, been, you've brought this up many times, haven't you? Remember the, van, the, the, the rogue vehicle stories on the news, you know, vehicles ramming into people and terrorists using vehicles. Yeah. That's, not, that's not an anti-terrorist thing. That is an anti, that's, this is an uh, Agenda 2030 thing. Yeah. Getting you... I think so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I was just listening to, again, I was talking about it last night, the... I think it's a hoaxbusters call. They just break, break down with um, uh, Unreal breaking down the niece, nice niece, whatever thing. And they weren't bringing that up as it was a, the operation. One of the other things that they're bringing up, not only is it banning guns, bringing um, more cameras everywhere, but it's demonising vehicles. And I do believe there has been an awful lot of fake um, vehicle accident and travel accidents, of course, you know, because they don't want you travelling. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they know that people are only motivated by fear, so if they can scare them out of their cars, that's one way. Now, I, I must say, 
I um I I've I've been driving my whole life and I'm always promoting roads and cars, but I just recently found a website, a video or sorry, a YouTube site called Just Not Just Bikes. And it's a guy from Toronto, he's a very smart guy. He's talking about designs of cities and he settled in Amsterdam because it's the only place that he thought built a very good city that was not dependent on cars. And he also yeah. he also loves driving. Now, the point I want to make is that uh, he thinks and says that most people, civilized people in the world, at least half of them don't want to be driving. They don't like it. They they get aggravated. They're not good at it. And if there was another way to move around, they would do it. But he says, so in Amsterdam, they prioritize walking and biking on a, on a bike. But in, but he, but they have great roads outside the city where they're very well designed and he loves driving in Holland. So I just thought that was really interesting, sort of an interesting. He's a, contra- he's a contradiction. A contradiction and. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, you don't, you either get one or the other. Cars don't make sense. Well, I think you can have both. And he loves driving, but he just doesn't think most people do. And most people are aggravated by it. And if they could walk, they would. And the way Amsterdam is set up. Now, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that would work in sprawling North America, but that's how they want to do it. And I'm not against good ideas, to be honest with you, but I'm just against well, lying to people about how you implement it. That's all. Yeah, well, well, I do both now, right? I, 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 like, yes, you I do. do enjoy both. I do enjoy, and, and, and last week I drove, and I remember, because th- I was exhausted, I'd been, I'd done some, a lot of hours last week, and I was thinking, I was so yeah. glad that I had a vehicle out the front that I could jump into and get to the next job. Every alternate week right. I've been getting the, the train back. And can I just tell you the most dangerous thing I find is these bike lanes when you're walking, because if you were blind and you, 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 you hop, hop off the, the, the footpath and walk to go across the road. They put a, uh, like a, it's probably about a 10 inch concrete barrier to stop cars going into the bike lanes. And if you're walking and you have to jump, you have to like stand, Cross walk that. over the top of these things. Yeah. I'm always tripping over them. Always. So, and, and the bikes are more dangerous. I'm telling you now, there's more cyclists of these, these Deliveroo and, um, Uber Eats yeah. uh, types that are cycling around. They've got masks on. They can't breathe. A lot of them, you know, uh, can't well, see properly. Music as music in their ears. Yeah, and they've got their, you know, they're staring at their screen and they're, pu- they're push biking. So you've got more, uh, to me, I feel more danger of the cyclists than I do of cars. Because yeah. I do a bit of, you know, said, I'm doing, I'm doing both. I, I, I do enjoy both, but I do way prefer to have a vehicle that I can jump into and go, from that job to that job comfortably, and, and if it's nice weather. Now Sydney is an, is a, is going to be a difficult one from to get this bike thing because it's so full of hills. It's it, the hills are everywhere. All right. And yeah, yes, electric bikes do get up them, but it's draining on the battery. People that are push biking actually with with a pedal, it's very difficult. Um, so, but a flat city like uh, I think Amsterdam's relatively flat. It, it is perfect, oh and God, I had yeah. nothing but good yeah. things. Nothing yeah. good things. It doesn't, about that. It's one of those things that doesn't work for everywhere. You think, and the other thing is, it's cold in Toronto, and it snows in Toronto. How are you going to cycle on a on a snowy road, right? And in a blizzard, it's impossible. Oh. And how are your solar panels going to hold up? You know, when you got like ice on top of them, you know what I mean? Unless they right, heat it. Right. 
which I do believe I do believe they are. I do believe they are. I recommend watching this guy's videos. He's very well put together, very well spoken. It's not just bikes. It gives you food for thought. It's not necessarily going to work everywhere, but it makes you think. And when I think about what he, the thing that struck me is when he said that most people don't want to be driving. I agree with that because the way I see most people, they can't drive. They're not good at it. They don't want to be driving and they shouldn't be on the road. So in that way, I agree with him that if we can get those people off the road, which could be at least half of them, and let them take the bus, let them walk to work and get them in a smart city, then it might be better for everybody. So it's just food for thought. Mm. I I like to see both sides of all stories. Well, well, it would be wonderful if they didn't start charging. What what, what they're implementing is uh, by the kilometre charges, and they... they did it in England. So if you drive into the CBD of London, yeah. I think it's a thirty yeah. pound, a thirty pound tax or something yeah. really outrageous. Right. So you've got to pay to, to do so. They're going to do it in New York City as well. Yeah. So we've got the double whammy of they're literally taxing we're vehicles. Get it in Toronto. We're going to get it in Toronto. Yeah. Maybe you're going to get it in Sydney. Yeah. I can see it coming. Oh, no, it's already away. here. It's already here. It's already here. And so what they did is they built these tunnels everywhere using these corrupt politicians. Particularly Bob Carr, or, or not, I wouldn't say corrupt, but he'd been told this is what we need to bring in. So they, they went and locked down beautiful wide boulevard style roads and put bike lanes on both of them and bus lanes on both of them. So I brought it down to two lanes up and down, which formerly had thousands of cars, but then they gave you an alternative. There was a tunnel that they built and that tunnel originally was a dollar each way. Now it's up to I think seven dollars. And it keeps yeah. going up. So, yeah, until you know, you the, the cost car. of... I can see that. that. That's what they're doing, yeah, for sure, absolutely. And yeah. then they've, uh, 20 the years ago, so this... Tw- tw- yeah, exactly, and, and he's a Fabian socialist, so there you go. Um, it, um, 20-something years ago, they built these big concrete monolith structures across the freeway every, I don't know, is it two miles, three miles, 10 kilometres, whatever they are, with covered in cameras, and they said, no, 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 these are just what we, what we need to stop the truck accidents. So what they did, there was all these devastating truck accidents on the news, and next thing you know, they said the solution, problem, reaction, solution, we're going to build cameras everywhere so that the trucks are too, you know, they won't go fast because we're going to tax them, oh, sorry, we're monitoring them between cameras, and if they go too fast, if there's a, if they, do from A to B in a certain speed. We know they've sped and we will we'll find them. Now, those cameras are being used now to monitor you going everywhere. Like the, the average driver is now being looked at, you know, and, and soon they'll bring in a, a kilometre tax. So they'll offer you a very cheap registration fee if you just drive from, you know, driving 20 kilometres a week. You'll, we get, you'll pay hardly anything for you. Which sounds like... Yeah, they got rid of. We have oh. no registration fee actually, so maybe I see that coming. Well, in I'm at, uh, yeah, I'm about to pay eight hundred for the year. It's, it's five hundred for the registration, and, and and then a green slip for your third party insurance is three hundred. So that's going to cost me eight hundred, and, and that's on oh. top of the now two two dollars thirty eight, whatever it is, a liter. So my vehicle costs oh. are just. Absolutely through the roof. Two thirty-eight a liter right now. Yeah, I was going to actually. So that's in Sydney. Oh, that's it's gone. Diesel. Here it's that's diesel. It's diesel. That's diesel. Yeah. Right. And here 
uh, where I am at the moment is 220. I don't think it's going to go backwards. And we're about to go through school holidays start officially in the next couple of weeks, probably. So all the holiday makers, and the petrols, the diesel's going to go up in price for sure. And um, they're also threatening, so if you're a traveller, they're now saying there's going to be um, uh, strikes at the airport to put you off going travelling. So it's just one after the other Agenda 2030 um, news stories that you can see if you know what you t- you know you've got eyes that are open that they're putting you off driving, taxing you off the road, and soon and travelling. Yeah, and the price of the airfares, my God, you know that how people can afford to go anywhere anyway is beyond me. But yeah, no, it's, it's all happening, no doubt about it. You know, we're we're, we're living in the Klaus Schwab um, wet dream. Guaranteed. Be told. And, be told for sure. Be told, yeah. yeah. And did you, did you, did you hear? I, I haven't been able to find it, but the British Prime Minister and your Prime Minister, or you know, I mean, the oh, Canadian yeah, Prime Minister, yeah, not that yours. That that so secondly, uh, you know, that there was a phone message to Vladimir Zelensky. You know, how shocked. Whose and, idea you know, how was horrible. that? You know, it wasn't their um, idea. Media. Somebody, Oh, media, media, dumb. media, spin master, spin doctor, a spin doctor. Yeah, yeah, spin doctors. Hey, I'm watching the um, the Adam Curtis compilation from, what is it, 2002, called Century of Self. You must have seen that. It's talking about Bernays and Freud. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bernays. Yeah, if you, if you haven't got those two, if, if those two names aren't in your... Um, File effects for um, quick reference to yeah. who's uh, you're listening to Rick and Ab and Rick and Roll. After the break, I'll be I'll be out for a second. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll mute. I'll mute. I'll mute. Yep, yep. So, you are listening. Yeah, give me uh, give me five or so. Fakeologist.com. Cool. Listening to Fakeologist Audio on Fakeologist.com. All right, I'm back. Rick and Roll show. Oh, be told Rick with Rick. Be told, be told with Rick. Yeah, I did a um hour and a so of of reading um a couple of books from a couple of books this evening. I, I was just saying to the, myself, put the books in the to, description there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, well, um, that there's so many good podcasters gone now. I'm forced to do my own stuff because um. Oh yeah, what's missing? That, that, well, you've got you know Alan Watt, Chris Kendall, um, yeah, a, oh, a, num- yeah, a number of Ones are very hard to find. Like even IPS now. Um, look, he, he just published on the one of the one of the three I've got on my um, phone, but it is a video yeah. screen one. And so when I press the button to remove the video, because I don't want to sit there watching it, I want to listen to it. It cuts it out, so I can't listen to it, even if I've downloaded it. On what, it. On what um, phone? On what phone? A Nokia smartphone. But are you uh, using Android, podcast Android. addict to play it? Yes. Yep, 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 yep. So is that what you were telling me last night, the RSS feed? Well, even, look, yeah, to be honest, in, even... Bring it in a, bring yeah. it in a podcast addict. Podcast addict will play it in the background where you can turn your screen off and just listen. So yeah, somehow well, it, somehow you must not have it coming into podcast addict. You must be playing it with another player and that is going to sleep on you and causing trouble. But when you bring yeah. it in a podcast addict, even videos, you can turn the screen off, play them in the background. Oh, really? You can do picture in picture with podcast addicts, so you can do other things. The little video playing in the background or, or floating on the screen. There are many things that yeah. it's great at. So uh, it does work. And 
And again, I like watching IPS video. I don't watch it, but whenever he says something, look at this, I can just look up at the screen real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's the positive. Yeah, that's yeah. the positive side to a video sharing thing. Yeah. And back in the day, that was the normal, uh, you know, the, the YouTubers that were, you know, had their screen shared and you're watching them yeah, talk. Yeah, but for the I'm, most part, I cannot see the screen because it's too small, whatever he's showing. For the most part, I don't need to look at it, but yeah. Um, the only catch is with uh, Odyssey, you got to leave your phone on for a little longer to download the files because they're video files and they're huge. Um, yeah. Really huge, a lot of them. So you better have room on your phone for a, a one gig video to come on, that's for sure. Interestingly, today I was uh, cleaning, doing, cl- trying to clean up some of the various rooms in my uh, house um, in between going off to work this afternoon and, um, I was cleaning the office room with a lot of all my books are in, and I have, I've got piles and piles of comics and magazines and stuff all all over the place, and I was sorting them out, and I found it was either my daughter or my son had a jigsaw puzzle, a round, earth-shaped jigsaw puzzle of the, you know, the the globe, the planet that we're on, and so I, I picked it up and I was trying to work out where where you, you know, according to this the globe, where you are and I am. So how no, how we could how we could see the moon? And if if we're on a globe, there's no way I could see the moon at, in that position that you could see the moon at the same time, according to this. Yeah, globe. I know. You know I, is there anywhere? But if we're on, if the Earth is mm. a globe where we could both see the moon at the same time, I guess there might well, be. Well, 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 technically, I'm right down the bottom here on the far yeah. right, and you're on the very. At the top of the the the, the dome of the globe, to the right. left a bit is Canada, which is which. So, if I held up a ten cent piece, maybe. But the fact is, if it, if we're on a, a round globe, I'm literally on a facing downwards, the and you're way, facing yeah. upwards. Yeah, yeah. And it, to me, yeah, it, uh, yeah it's it's, yeah, it's not it's not what I would say that I should be able to see. No, I agree. And then no, the question is, if the moon is lit up by the sun, how do we see the same slice of the moon? Exactly. Because it's got to be. And how, do we see, and how do we see the same hmm. moon face? Because you would see the other side of the moon, maybe, or another angle. But what T- I'm saying, technically, I, from what I understand, I think we all see the same face all the time. It's always the same I, face. I, is that I not saw right? the moon and... and yeah, well, the moon I saw in Europe was the same moon face that I saw here. Yeah, you know, that's what I thought. Yeah, is it always no, the same? Yes, it is. Apparently, though, it does re- revolve very slowly, but we don't notice it. Like, and I thought, look, as I said, I've done a fair bit of moon gazing, and, and again, I'll reiterate, I grew up. My best friend it was and is an astronomer, and so he used right. to do well, when we were kids. Do you agree with that? Complex. No, he, no, no, he's a, well, oh, yeah, it, it is definitely because it's, you know, you've got mere folk and, di- is it folk and didis or however you say it in Latin, you've got the mere ibrium, mere yeah. lun, you know, the, they're all mares, M-E-R, which is C, you know, mere C, so oh, you're looking right. at C, mm. and, and I, sh- I shared, they really are jumping the shark and pardon the pun here, there's a movie called yeah. The Shark Side of the Moon. The Shark Side of the Moon. It's just coming out on one of the Fox TV or one of these pay TV channels. Yeah. And, it's, and a group of astronauts go up to the moon and all of a sudden sharks 
are on the moon. And oh, what are they trying to do uh, there? Just make it seem crazy? Yes, guaranteed. And, and and I said it's the I said it's absolute lunacy. Lunacy. And then I spelt lunacy Luna C L E. A, yeah, Luna, you know, L-U-N-N-A. Because the whole thing of space is all water-related, you know, and, and all of the, the, the moon is mere focundidus, mere ebria, mere sea of, sea of tranquility. It's all aqua on the yeah, moon. A lot of water, surface. a lot of maritime. Yeah. It's all maritime, maritime the whole idea. thing. Well, well mare is sea, you know, yeah, um, in French. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and it's the sea of tranquility where they landed. So it's yeah. I guess maritime di- is really the word maritime comes from sea as well. I guess Mar- maritime, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, what, now, don't ask me to explain any of this, but it just seems to be see everything sea related, and the um well, the fact I that they call it the sea of tranquility whoever, where they landed. The- whoever ruled the seas ruled the world. Pretty sure because yeah. they ruled trade. That's and that's right, and that's why we get and uh, Napoleon Wilson's right on top of this one. That's why we've got the um, the trident as a major logo, as you know the the, the three pronged uh, you know trident that um, the god of the sea you know holds on to. Uh, um, yeah, no, it, the, we we are totally in a um, maritime nightmare with imagery, and apparently in England, particularly where he is, and um, there's a I forget the name of the guy. He's a got a really unusual name is it ram maz ram or maz ra or ra? he's some west indian liverpool liverpudlian who's done some amazing stuff on a number of things on mark devlin he's certainly been on uh, uh freeman fly he's going on about the imagery in england and around liverpool area everything is maritime and these tridents everywhere you know that and these kind of sea creature type Creatures that seem to be featured on their statues and on their houses of parliament. <clears throat> so there's a big there there with the sea thing, and the fact that the moon is totally, totally covered in names of the sea. So don't ask me to explain any of this why, but um, yeah, interesting. But we've got we've been having some absolutely fantastic weather here. I know I've seen pictures of what you've been going through, and a lot of America too is getting some major winter okay. issues. Oh, that was last week. Better. This week it's okay. been uh, plus five to ten. But last week, oh, yeah, nice. I was driving on. Uh, I was driving on a sheet of ice last week, which was unpleasant to say the least. Because you never know. You touch your brakes and away you go into the off the highway. Yeah, yeah, so incredibly dangerous. My brakes. Just hope nobody you know, you know cut me my... off because yeah, we're okay. One, one of my favorite things. One of my favorite things in life. I always remember is getting into a cut. I've got an uncle who's driven big big rigs since 1965, I guess 66, or whenever he started driving. Yeah. Wow. And he's driven the most dangerous, the most dangerous roads. But what I always remember is getting in a car, a small like his daughter's car or his you know the family car, going for a drive with a guy that drives big trucks and. You watch them drive, and they drive these little cars just like Rolls Royces. It's incredible! It's incredible watching a professional driver drive a uh, little Daihatsu Charade or whatever the little the little cars are. And the good—I keep reiterating to my children—the best drivers I know do not take it easy on the roads. 
at any time, the, despite what they're driving, they always drive very professionally because they've seen what happens yeah. on the road. If you, mm. well, and, we drive yeah. smoothly, smoothly. That's the difference. Smoothly. You oh, be able yeah, to it's drive incredible. Drive around with a cup of coffee on your dashboard and not spill it. That's not yeah, easy that's to do when it comes to accelerating, braking, turning. Just drive smoothly. That's when you drive a big mm. rig, you have to be smooth. You can't be. First of all, you can't really accelerate, and you can't brake hard because then you're going to cause chaos. But, exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, I, 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 I just always remember. The, yeah, go for it. Go. No, no. I, I, I said, "I'm repeating myself." So you say what you're saying. Yesterday, I was on the Tom Quinn show, thanks to Mike Stone of Viral Lige, my buddy Mike oh. from Idaho, or I, sorry, Iowa, Iowa. <laughs> he Iowa. hooked me up. Iowa. Yo, let's go. Break and roll. This is without a trace. Rochello and Will Lose. Tim Reel and Gulo. SMG. You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. Yeah, so I got invited on the Tom Quinn show. This guy. Oh, sorry. Excellent. Do you want to do an announce? Back announce? Oh yeah, I know. You know, you know. So Rick and Rick and Ab on uh, November the twenty seventh, twenty twenty two, and you're listening to Fakeholders Radio, Fakeholders dot com. Uh, yeah, I was on the Tom Quinn show yesterday. I got invited on. He's a um, septuagenarian who is based in Santa Clara, I mean, California. Over seventy. Over seventy. Seventy yeah, three. Good. Good. And, good. Uh, Lot to hear. He's Older people. In Santa Clara, California, which is on the coast. Besides Silicon Valley in San Fran. And this guy, <laughs> yeah, this guy rents AM radio airtime. Oh, no, I heard, I, I heard you mentioning yeah. him. Yes, that's interesting. Yeah. So you can get advertisers then that would pay, say, $100, three advertisers that pay $100 each, and you can pay for oh, your good, yeah. yep. airtime. Well, that's what you do. That's what you do. He it's says, not a bad time. idea. I don't know why, I don't know if any radio stations do that in Canada at all. I, I've never heard of it, but it would be nah, cool. Because no, they I don't do it here. They don't do it here. They do not let and you. Maybe it's because they're let afraid you of their license. Yeah, they're probably afraid Yeah, it's of exactly. License. Yeah, and, uh, um, if that was the case. Cool. The uh, yeah. Yeah, no, if, yeah, if that was the case, you'd have all sorts of people getting on air and saying that whatever they want to say. But unfortunately, they don't want you to do that. that. So I, I, no, I support that. I support that. But yeah. unfortunately, the government, the government know. And, and years ago, here, our Fabian socialist, um, you know, Bob Hawke, that was um, one of the Labor Party's he- heroes, he came out and said that he wanted um, uh what did he say? He said, um, talkback radio is dangerous and he wanted it banned. This is in the 80s he said that. And that was after he yeah. tried to bring in an identification card and he got absolutely destroyed. So they know the power of... Oh, wow, they of... tried to do that there, huh? They never tried that mm. here, actually. They never tried it in Canada. Well, ID luckily, card. there were so many people like John Laws and um, Alan Jones and all these people that Rollo talks about, and, and myself, I should say, that um, yeah. got absolutely infused. They suddenly realised they're up that they're, they're up for being unemployed if this type of law came through, and so they organised massive backlashes against this this thing. And he got thrown out of government when he brought that up. I, I would suggest. But um, we've just had an anyway. election here yesterday. 
Yeah, go, yeah, you go, go ahead. So you, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. And, I'm terrible for that. And it's all right. So after 20 minutes, he brought me on, and I just, before I came on today, I clipped it and put it on fakeologist.com. You can go download that off my site in case he removes it. Wasn't he, he the guy that said, wasn't, wasn't he the guy that said you can't share my show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, what happened is he called in on the, toll, on the, uh, fakeologist hotline. At 810 1984 And I, at the end, I said, um, I think I said, I implied at the beginning I record all my calls. And at the end, I said, this is a great call. Can I publish it? He said, absolutely not. <laughs> so I guess he swore <laughs> a couple times. Well, he has a brand, I guess, and he has an image. So maybe he cussed a few times or was saying a few things he wouldn't want to say on a show. I get that because maybe he's worried about being. Well, censored. he should have he should have pre warned you beforehand that he goes, you know, this is off the record and you're not to record this. I know. Well, I can't. It's automatically recorded. I can't stop it anyway. But I oh, know you can't. I but, guess uh, should, but but yeah, yeah, it's okay. We didn't we didn't really see anything revolutionary, but um, yeah, he didn't want that out, so it was okay. I just don't like talking for three hours about fakery and not publishing it because it's all good stuff. But uh, he didn't exactly. want to do that. So. That's okay. So we had a, an abbreviated call because on a radio station, he only had 40 minutes. And if he does half the talking, that's 20 minutes. So I, I think I got about 20 minutes of talking in, which is okay. Really hard to cover in, as you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, is, uh, unless he really wants to talk. Yeah, he wants to talk uh, virus and vaccine all day long. He's still stuck on that, which I get. Okay. Well, why wouldn't but, you? Uh, why wouldn't you? That. Oh yeah, I like it. I'm I'm kind of burning out on it though. But um, at the end, he brought oh, up the mean, gender inversion. Really? Gee, yeah. Let, 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 he, cool. that. he loves Mister. He loves Mister E. So well. Wow. Uh, yeah. Just give me two secs here, right? Yeah. All good. Yeah. I'll mute. Yeah, he's a big Mister E fan, so he brought it up and. Uh, so I said a few words on that. So it was a, it was a, it was a good time, good exposure. Excellent. I like the idea oh, of renting radio time. Probably can't do it in Canada, but could probably do it in the states, which is fine anyway because I don't have a Canadian audience. No Canadian cares what I talk about. So most of my listeners are in the U.S. somewhere. Well, I keep I keep saying that um, there's not a lot of good content out there anymore. We, we, the days have gone. You know, several of the big. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, FACO type people, they're gone. Yeah, we and, need more um, of us. We need more. Mm. Well, there are people obviously interested in this the, the subject. I do find that if you bring up the occult, um, people love that stuff, you know. And um, oh yeah, I can I can talk I can talk that all day, and you can tie that straight in with the folkologist thing. Like I, I found today I didn't talk about it tonight, but the guy that influenced John D, John D, the um, yeah, the uh, he was a Sir, something or other, something or other, whatever it was. He was a he founded the British Intelligence Network back in the you know fifteenth century or sixteenth century, whatever it was. And what he was what he was a master of was fake psychological operations. And it's what it says that in this book I've got. You know, the, the, the intelligence agencies mastered setting up fake events to bring the intelligence, you know, whatever they were after. 
you yeah. know, like they they a dialect. So, so the, 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 yeah, exactly. So this stuff has been going on, and they know, they know the techniques, and they're even using the same names. So in tonight's show, I did bring up one of um, Sir Francis Dashwood and um, Ben Franklin's uh, allies, was a guy called John Wilkes, and um, okay. he. He was helping them and doing stuff like that. And, of course, you know, where have you heard John Wilkes or those two, the first two names anyway? John Wilkes Booth. And, uh, that's right, about 60 or 70 years after the name John Wilkes Booth was used. So it's as um, Mark Twain, Samuel Pepys, whatever said, history doesn't repeat, it rhymes. But they are using yeah. the same names, the same formula and and this oh, is what I it is it's a know, formula i did not know there was a john wilkes before so john wilkes no one what? didn't he was he was a off he was a, uh, so when they were founding america and when they were starting the um the revolution the with george washington yeah revolution war john wilkes was an ally of sir francis dashwood who who started the hellfire club and and i would say the hellfire club was doing two things getting politicians Contrived, you know, they didn't have cameras back then, allegedly, but whether they're taking sketches and involved with younger women or whatever they were doing, they're also using it the, to, to reproduce. They were using these Hellfire Club orgies to um, bring in dollies, which I've been, this is one thing I do bring up every Sunday night that these uh, elitist, well bred women that are having the same, you know, having children for the elite, the same. You know, it might be a different father each time, but the children are going to be groomed to be the leaders of the next um, revolution or the next generation or the next whatever. And it, this is a thing. There's no two ways about it. That um, they brought in they, dollies. They, wow. do, a dolly, a, do, a dolly is. The, so you know, when they brought out, they used the word dolly the sheep for the first cloned sheep. That was the, right. They were using the same name that. Um, Dashwood and Brian Franklin were used for the the name of uh, good-looking, well-bred women breeding that you women. breed with, and that breeding women. Yep, yep, yep. Oh so, my um, god, that's amazing. That's quite yeah. amazing. Yeah. Mm, yeah so, um, on this show. that's good stuff. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's what I keep saying. I, I've got to do this because there's no one else doing it. There are a couple, obviously, that are, I listen to that are still doing it. But I keep listening to some guys that I think are really good. And next thing you know, they'll go on about you know thinking that there's, you know the Russian war's a real thing and that there's a you know the arch enemies of you know Putin and um, <coughs> Zelensky. These guys will be good friends, guaranteed. At the end of the day, you know, and we went to the th- same they're, they're all graduate, school. same acting school. Etc. Etc. But when you go through and look at the occult side of the history of America and England, you will keep. I keep spotting the same name. Like tonight's John Wilkes. Never heard him before. Then you know, again, sixty years later, they use as an. He was an actor. He also, when Wilkes Booth, (coughs) you know, this is not the Wilkes I'm talking about. The 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 second time they used the same name, when he shot Kennedy, they found him in a building and they built, built. yeah, they burnt the building down, and um, the guy that shot him was a member of a Russian secret society who also disappeared. It's just, I'm telling you, as going back to IPS and this Metascript, they're using the same formula to do these news operations, you know, news cycle operations. So they know that that name worked then, we'll bring it up again and reuse it because it worked back then. Yeah. Matt so Aaron said, um, 
Booth, if if this is a real story, of course, he was trained in Canada. Yeah, the yeah, British yeah, not, 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 wanted to get not, rid yeah. of uh, Lincoln. British wanted to get rid of what? Lincoln because he was getting interested in his own banking mm. system, which I guess is the ultimate sin when you're trying to run a country. If you get your own banking system, yeah, well, forget well, it. Well, well, you're, you're well, well, going back to what I brought, well, going back to what I brought up last week, Lincoln's major um, advisor on on terms of the occult was um, uh, Beverly. Um, uh, what was his name? Sa- uh, something Beverly. Um, same name as Jeff. Uh, anyway, it was, it was this black uh, Rosicrucian um, sex uh, worshipping Crowley influencer back in back in eighteen. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm telling you, they keep using these same. You know, how they get these guys. How you? This is how you to to get a a guy that says he's the banker or he's a um, politician or he's an influencer. How do you get him on your side? You corrupt him or you offer him, you know, whatever he's after sexually wise, get evidence of what he's doing, and then you've got him under the thumb for the rest of his days. This is an old technique, an old technique, yeah, guaranteed. It's blackmail. Yeah. It's blackmail, yeah. And so the Epstein thing, and what, what, I think what happened with the Epstein and uh, Ghislaine um, story oh. is that, yes, he got caught out, but when you go through what he was actually doing he was a broker for um technology so epstein was broker trying to broker a deal with um uh what's his name uh, bill gates for um trackable apps for phones you know so so um he wanted to buy one of them one of them wanted to buy i think it would have been gates wanted to either sell or buy the, the technology for trackable apps so that you could, you know, what, what, you know, what we went through with the COVID thing. So your app was showing you where you were, w- w- what cafe you were at, what business you walked into. They were doing this deal 10 years before COVID came out. And yeah, Epstein, Epstein, so, so Bill Gates had an infatuation with a very young daughter of a clearly a Mossad agent or whatever. And, was he obviously he has got a few kinks obviously and he's he likes younger women and that's why they did him and his oh, you know, transsexual looking exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah well, well the ones that he was after are probably a little bit too young but um yeah well, i don't know what i don't they know did, so, so, he's quite a cartoon well, character i'm not sure i buy him he, well, well yeah well, well yes well he may but what they do is they throw so much um uh, chicken feed and disinformation and bringing yeah, aliens yeah. and all sorts of things to, to, to cover yeah, for just well, a basic deal that was going down. And so, so I mean, obviously, look, I'll, I'll tell you, this is where Epstein stands out. He had the creator of The Simpsons on his plane as a regular guest, and some of the younger girls said they were, they were forced to massage Matt Groening's feet, and they were all shocked by it, and they were just, when they went to the court, None they brought of up Matt Groening all the time. forced to do anything. If they're no, real, no, no, yeah, they're they paid. paid well. No, yeah, yeah, of course they were. No. But Matt, Matt, so next thing you know, The Simpsons is putting out predictive programming of a magnitude you've never seen before. You know, they had Trump going down an elevator. They had all these things that, that the 9-11 stuff. So Matt Groening was just being told, this is what you need to put in your cartoons. And he was going visiting right. yeah. the Mossad or whatever these group group of guys was. And they were saying, you need to mention this and this and this in your show. And so he goes to his writers 
and says, you know, you need to bring up that and that and that, and they they add those things into the the, the Simpsons shows because Simpsons has got a lot of stuff in it. So is um, Family Guy, and so is yeah. uh, um, South Park. They're messaging a lot of yeah, they're used for messaging. Messaging, yeah, yeah. and 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 so the the guy that was brokering the deals to get those that information through was investment banker Epstein. But what they did to cover it is bring up all sorts of outrageous stuff. You know, this island with a church on it that, you know, apparently. I'm, um, I'm, I'm wondering if this guy was even a real guy, Rick. I don't even. Yes, think yeah, guaranteed. Was- yeah, yeah, oh, no, I've seen too many photos. Too many photos of him hanging around people, and yeah, he was just—he was a, like a good-looking, a good, a good-looking, smooth guy that was just used as a. Because uh, I, 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 what I'll bring up. But was the, the, no, I'm not saying they the, didn't use it. They didn't pull out an actor. I'm just wondering if he was all these things. He was he could have be, no, well, what that, well, I've, well, I've jammed I, you with I so many. Up, I want okay. to bring up the FTX okay. thing because I really haven't followed the story other than to see this goofy guy with the hairdo and this awkward and awkward girlfriend, and then the parents. What a joke! What was his name? What was his name? Bankman. What was his name? Pride the bank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I heard so his dad briefly interviewed somewhere on the No Agenda show. I, like I said, I haven't looked out or sought out this information, and I don't know what they're producing out there. But I listened to the Mr. Bankman guy, his father, talk, and I don't think these are real people. I don't think he's a real banker. I think these well, are the name not Bankman fraud. But the name that I know they use these names. They use these names. Like made off, yeah. made off with the money, bribe the bank, yes. bank with bribe. They're they're tells. You all listening to Rick and Rollo. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Yeah. Fantastic song. You Fantastic. Rick, 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 go. Rick, Rick, sorry, Rick and Ab, uh, sorry, November the 27th, 2022. Go for it. My goodness, where's November gone? November's gone. 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 gone out the window. It's Goodbye, gone. November. Hello, December. Anyway, if you listen to the father, who's supposed to be some kind of regulator of in of yep. financial markets, if you listen to him talk, you think, "Are you listening to a moron?" There's no way this guy is who he says he is. So it's probably an actor. Bankman Fraud. Bankman Fraud. This whole Bankman thing fraud. was an engineered, contrived event. I don't Guaranteed. know if any money was lost or exchanged. I somehow doubt it because they drag in all the, the favorite regular celebrity stars who said they put in tons of money. There's no way yeah. anyone put in any money into this house of cards except maybe a few uh, speculators. Normal people. But I, yeah. I just don't, I don't believe any of the story. There's no way his dad was a regulator. This guy sounds like no. a pathetic actor. And the, yep. like all these characters are put there as as props. Yeah, well, no, okay, well, yeah. Well, 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 Epstein was a you know got a mathematician that was working for you know a university. Um, all of a sudden, because he was obviously a very clever guy, 
he was pushed up the ranks and because he was obviously good at what he did. Now, where I'm going here, there are no, people that do these. Uh, no, no, no way. Because I, I know of the guy that did the same thing in Australia, and I know guys that knew this guy, Abe Saffron. He, he was the, the Australian Epstein in the 20s. And all our judges, all our politicians and that, that, that were all controlled and um, steered to this agenda that we're going through now, were you that they used this particular guy Saffron, who was um, he operated brothels, he owned strip clubs, he owned nightclubs, he was a friend of the rich and famous. They were all taken up to his personal brothels, whatever their little interests were, were given to them. They were filmed secretly, and then they were totally controlled and steered. So all the judges we had from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s, and 90s, and politicians had photos taken of them, and that's how they used them to do what they wanted. It's a technique. It's guaranteed. And so Epstein was just doing the same thing. But where where he gets more realistic is his involvement with Nicole Junkerman, beautiful, the most one of the most attractive-looking spies you've ever seen, who's now in charge of the British National Health NHS, she um, and him were trying to get the, the rights to the software for trackable apps, and that's where Bill Gates came in, and Bill Gates got tied in with Epstein. <coughs> when that, this thing got exposed by probably some genuine reportage, they threw every fucking card they could throw to, to make the Epstein thing look a, a, like a fake, you know, he was involved with a breeding program, he was involved, all this James Bond type stuff got thrown at him, which I don't believe any of that, but I do believe he was just a procurer and an influencer and a introduction person and a person that was obviously a likeable guy. His death, yeah, he was probably not killed. I, I've already broke, broken, again, it's exclusive, um, Gislaine's Maxwell's father, Robert Maxwell, had ripped off all his staff in the uh, in England of all his super. He was a, a tyrant. He ran big media. He was a media mogul. He worked for Mossad. He was a British intelligence officer in the World War Second World War. He mysteriously was found drowned off the side of a boat in Spain and given an autopsy that he was dead. I'm telling you now, these autopsies that are done in Spain are totally uh Jesuit run um, scams that, you know fraudulent that you if you've got enough money that you can pay your uh, way the 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 Jesuit bank will allow the Spanish government to do an autopsy for you and there's too many people I've brought up Australian businessmen that have died in Spain to be a coincidence that um that Maxwell never died and he's probably may well still be alive now or may well not be I don't know he probably in his well in his 90s but yeah, no, this, I, I think Epstein was a thing, but they threw all this, uh, chicken feed at you to look at different directions. But Nicole Junkerman's a real girl. And when Ed Opperman, and I, again, I'm not 100% with him, but he got absolutely, he's, he'd worked on the Epstein case and he's worked on a number of cases. He said he's never had so much attacks thrown at him when he, as soon as he mentioned this particular girl. Because she was a very good-looking, um, probably at Mossad, probably could, could, or I'm not sure what, whatever agency was she was working for. She's now very high up with the NHS health system in Britain. She's a real person, 
So, and, and Epstein's been photographed with it. So I think he was a real person, but they've just thrown too much chicken feed and disinformation at the same story to make you think that it's just one of those fake stories. <clears throat> That's All my right. opinion. Hmm. You well, know, you've spent more time on it than I have. I really have. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I have. I have. Uh, to, yeah, I, no, I, I yeah, yes, to, I have. I have to pull and, back uh, and on, so I can't argue because I don't I, know. And I, when they pulled the, whatever the body was that they pulled out of that uh, prison that the cameras were switched uh, off. Oh, he was not in know. any prison. Yeah. No, 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 no. And the, witness, the witnesses that said that worked in that jail, they got paid off. And the guy that they pulled out, the, his face was all black and he, he, he looked like he'd been dead for ages. I'm, I'm telling you, I think Well, they don't have to pay anybody or, off if there was no one in there. They That's have the to pay the security guards off. That got prosecuted for not switching the cameras on. He may well not have been oh, in there, but okay. the guys that were, the well, guy that they, they actually charged either. a couple of real, maybe not, stories. but they charged it. It is, yeah, but this is, this is the problem with the fake. I'll just think they, 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 they throw this, oh, that, well, everything's fake, everything's fake. I'm telling you that there were probably two real prison officers charged with neglect. Oh, why, oh, why do you, scam. Oh, why would you say that? Why would they have to be because real? Because I do, officers? but. But, well, they, because if, if you do some easy investigation and ring up the prison and say, D- have you heard of well, this guy or this that? guy? You can't do it that. Often, Somebody they, rung they, up they, the uh, hospital. No, no, you can't get through. Uh, Even, um, oh, what's his name? The, uh, just give me, uh, two minutes here. I'll bring up another point. Well, anyway, what, what I was saying. Ed Opperman, um, Ed Opperman, some good stuff. Some good stuff. I'm back. Yeah, Harry Vox called the hospital in Toronto where allegedly a doctor was supposedly on staff who died. We have these stories of these doctors, 80 doctors that died of the vax mysteriously. You can't get through to anybody. You'd have to hire a private investigator to find out if this doctor even existed. Because all these or all these institutions refer your calls to a PR agency. And you can't yeah, no, look, get any answers. For sure. Yeah, for sure. There's no two, two ways that about that. That is how they're about. set up. Yep. They're set yep. up to deflect. You can't get through. Do you really think you can call the prison and say, oh, does this guy work here? No, you can't. You would have to go there and stake the place out and pay someone to see if the guy even existed. And I think you'd find he probably don't even exist. Yeah, well, 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 I'll bring up, keep saying that I think that um, Jeffrey Epstein was a real person. And he just okay. got caught, caught, caught no, out doing sim- simple, simple trading of um, software that um, the Gates family have been doing for many, many years, stealing and s- selling other people's software and doing deals. And um, yeah, and they use damage. Well, they, they, they damage control is a real thing. I mean, like m- remember when um, the um, the laptop of um, uh, the Podestas got. Um, yeah, broken that's into. All, to me, that's and, all chicken feed. Well, um, no, 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 no. That they had so you many. Where all these? Where Where do you follow all these? Have stories, you seen the art? Just... Oh, oh, well, this is what I do. Ab. I throw my net wide, so no, I listen to no, people. I'm wondering like, where again. do you get where do you get them from though? The mainstream, or do you listen to podcasts? Or where no, do you get... no. Oh. I, I I I listen to again. I'm t- telling you, 15 hours a day sometimes of various. People, some of them I trust, some of them I don't trust. But what, I've done this for many years, Ab. And um, say you're l- looking into, the, say, the British SAS, a very secretive organisation. 
um, a very secretive, very uh, you know, a, a group of people that have done do a lot of the work for the royal family. And via reading twenty books on a particular subject, you will each book will have a little bit of truth in it. And if you can put those little bits of truth into the main picture uh, out of t- say ten books, not twenty. You'll actually be able to see the names and the people and where they were and what they did via other people's biographies. Because, you know, like, you know, you, they'll find all them worked as bodyguards, said same, some interesting stuff, um, mention that, you know, their first name, one other book might mention the second name, might mention the initial, and you'll see it's the same person. And, um, I think by listening, like, again, Ed Opperman, socialist, uh, but a private investigator who has definitely worked on a lot of good stuff. And he's the same age as me, and I, get, I, I used to speak to him online a long time ago. I believe he's a real person, but he's got a very socialist, very left-of-centre view on everything. And um, some of the interviews he's done on that show, I'm, I hold up as I've got better information out of that than I have off you know, some obscure supposed real person. <clears throat> But I do believe, that, look, I mean, look, look up Nicole Junkerman. She's a real person. No, She's in charge of, of the I've British Health Service. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is the problem no, I have, plan. and I'm telling you, uh, two, three years ago. She's a, she's a beautiful, blonde, German-born, probably a spy, um, and she uh, is helping break down the British health system through this COVID thing. But she was, her job and her association with Epstein was to get the tracking software that they needed for the COVID, coming COVID crisis off Bill Gates. And that's where there was a big falling out in, in between whatever. So, yeah, I, I, you've got to kind of can't throw everything. Do not throw the baby out with the bathwater is the best thing I can advise. And I, I guarantee you I'm right. That, that, that's how accurate I'm, I'm saying. I, I would say I'm right but with my assertions that Epstein was a real broker and using <coughs> um, the, the same sex um, um, Black bribery mail. blackmail that, that um, Sir Francis Dashwood and Ben Franklin were using in 1760. Same thing. Okay. They, they use the same techniques. These are the same techniques and they know they work. They do work. You find an old judge that's got an interest in young girls or boys, whatever, Offer him whatever he wants, <laughs> film him, and then you've got that guy under your control, guaranteed, because they don't want their wife to find out, whatever. So there is a there there for sure. And, and yes, I am a conspiracy theorist. So I have to reiterate that. Yeah. My goodness, the yeah, universe. These are all, these, these... All, all techniques. All techniques. It is. It is. It's the same techniques. Now, and so, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I'm going through my old books. And picking up the same names, same techniques, same belief systems, uh, going at least 300 years, probably 400 years. <coughs> it's a, it's a thing, for sure. Anyway, the stars are fantastic. I have to say that. I have to say that. What in the sky? Anyway. Oh yeah, the real ones, the ones I'm talking about, the stars, the, yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic. I, I have no cloud, no nothing, and just stars totally above. Anyway. I bet you haven't. I bet well, you good. haven't. Because it's, no, is it daylight there? It's a little, no, it's dark out, but I think, uh, it's overcast, but I can't see. Now, Ab, where's Northern Tracy lately and has she done any shows? Um, I, yeah, I haven't really been talking to too many of my return guests 
because I'm in the busy season right now, so I haven't really and there's no COVID and and there's no COVID going on where you are yet. Well, there's still well, they're still bringing up narratives and trying to bring back the masks and and now I think there are sick children from the vaccine and they say they have RSV virus and there are people with heart problems. Everything they attribute to COVID, nothing is attributable to the vaccine, of course. No, no, of course not. What do you think of, I had a big argument with Rollo yesterday. Rollo's more realologist than you. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, he is a realologist. I mean, he, he, I keep saying, I said, if you believe Donald Trump is there to save you, you, then I can't help you. I cannot help you. But he no. wanted me to watch that documentary by, um, uh, died what's his name? Died suddenly. And I said, I'm not going to watch it because I don't believe, I don't trust the guy. Stupid, 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 stupid. Yeah. Um, I don't want to watch it. Because I, I, I do believe Alan Watts' mantra that the mind has no firewall. You can't allow um, a crafted um, documentary to reshape your belief system. And yeah, I don't that believe, is true. You, it'll affect you. Yeah, you're mm, right. I, I agree with and that. And I don't believe, as soon as I saw the name O'Looney, John O'Looney, as the guy yeah, that was he's saying he's been out that, for um, years. He's been yapping about He may well have years. been. But the name, he just happens to have a name that signifies loony that when you go to share that information to your normie friends, they're going to go, his name's loony. And I think you're a loony anyway. And, um, all I have to do yeah. is prove the guy wrong. And you, all your information, and this has been going on in my life for many years. I mean, I've been sharing, uh, and I'll tell you one thing that I shared and I do regret big time. And that's, um, Simon Shack's, um, uh, what? documentary. Yeah, he and he says missiles. There was missiles involved. There was a you know there, there was missiles attack. You know this was in that first the first couple um, of his. Um, but that was so minor films. compared to the whole picture. Not, you were not to sharing me. Simon's documentary. Yeah, because y- yes, because well, how I did that shared blow the very back first on one. you? Because well, there is only one. I said. No, no, no. The first one says there was missile. There was a missile, or a, hang on. You're listening to they all, Rick and Roll. There's only one version I, that I know of. No. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, Hustle from Scotland. You're listening to Figologist Radio on Figologist.com. Yeah, there's only Wonderful. one version of September Clues. I don't think he changed anything, mm. as far as I know. And I'm a bit of I an think, expert th- on it. Well, you should. Okay. Well, didn't. He kind of implied there was a miss, could have been a missile yes, going he did, into the tower. Yes, for sure he said that. He said it could have been. He, I remember he did one little, one little edit that showed what he said. He put missile question it. mark, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Now, so he didn't say it was. I, he just said was it. Yeah, well, I've been trying to tell these people that it was controlled demolition. It was that they put the explosives in over the ten years prior to the, you know, after the first. Psychological operation of in 1991, and next thing you know, I've been sharing a thing that says no, there might have been a missile involved. And there was no missiles involved. They didn't need to have missiles. It was just controlled demolition, and um, uh, the media showed you the same pyrotechnics, yeah, and fake smoke and etc. etc. Yeah, yeah. Kendall yeah. and um, and uh, what's his name? It's now the um, Mandela effect. Expert Brian Stavely. To me, they were the, 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 Stavely and Kendall's breakdowns were the best, in my opinion, 
over the, the, the that I would say. I've been sharing the original version of Simon Shack's September Clues, which implied there might have been a missile, and these people kind of picked up on the missile thing more than anything else and said, well, you said that it was a um, controlled demolition. There's a missile here. And it ruined my... It, ru- it ruined... That's why I don't share stuff anymore to people, and I won't share things like died suddenly to anyone because I suspect that it could be used against you in two years' time when they start saying, well, this guy was lying. John O'Looney actually hadn't done any autopsies. And the fact his name's John O'Looney, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just too obvious that it's there to, to make you look like an idiot. So I don't share the stuff. Well, somebody I don't should watch look it. him up and see if he's a real person. See, that's the thing. There are <coughs> no people to go look people up and check them out. No one's doing yeah. that. No one does well, any uh, of the checking. The media doesn't check. I, that's not what they're there for. No. They're propagandists. There's yeah, no well, I, I don't even order. I don't even. You well, have not to even go do it yourself. The thing. Yeah, well, I guess I could, but you know, I just go with my gut instinct on this one. And the, the fact his name's John Looney, and he's telling you that there's clots in every one of these um, autopsies. Yes, I do believe, obviously, that there's people who are getting clots, but. Is this I thought John a Looney was an embalmer. He's an embalmer, not a coroner. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. He's, he, he was the embalmer that's saying that he was the guy that that is brought and up Tim a Austin number of times. The blood document. always clots. Mm, exactly. Then they will do. When you're I don't an know. Embalmer. Well, I yep. know because n- none of us have talked about embalming in our lives before this event. That's the problem. We have nothing to compare it to unless we're embalmers. Now, there are quite a few people besides John O'Looney that they've talked to. So if you believe they're all telling a fib or they're all, it's all being misrepresented. I don't as know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It would be What's better if you were an embalmer. Yes. Well, I don't. Well, I don't. So I can't do that. Well, Tim What's the name of the guy? Around that. Yeah, exactly. Business. Yeah. And I, I tend to believe someone that's actually worked in the industry, and he worked in the um, and how in the you industry. Know these so. guys are vaccinated. There's no way of knowing. Exactly, exactly. There's no mention on the um, autopsy report that you, that you know it had five shots. It would be on his medical certificate, I guess, if he was you know, or his um, what do you call it? The certificate. We're going to we we are definitely going to get a travel certificate soon. Uh, sorry, what, what do yeah, they call it? A vaccine passport. And they, it's, that's very openly discussed in the G20, which just went, went on last week, that they, you know, we're yeah. going to have a vaccine passport. But it's not just going to be for COVID, it's going to be for everything. Everything. So flu shots, uh, hep C, hep B, whatever, you know, you're going to have to have a, um, a certificate that says you've had it before you can travel. And, uh, yeah, obviously. I agree with yeah. that. Mm. Well, that's what, and that's, that's, that's real. Mm. That's what this so that is, is real. Anyway, we know that digital ID and resetting the currency—that those yep. are the only two things people should be worried about. Well, I digital had to get ID, a digital ID, CBDC, mm. programmable money, and Corbett. When James Corbett did a pretty good piece oh, on that. I I, I need to de- start currency. listening to him again. I haven't listened to him for well, a while, but yeah, I ha- I, he does. Yeah, I had to get. It's a good primer. Mm. On I had to get. I had to get <clears throat> when I was renting. I rented a car for two years, about a year and a half ago. And at one stage, I went in there to renew the car hire, and they said, "No, you can't use your normal 
license. We need to have a digital license. So I had to go out and press buttons and get a digital license onto my smartphone. And that needed to oh, be wow. attached to the same, the same app that did your COVID thing. And, and, and so I, um, oh, God. Wow. I, I had to do it, but I, I deleted it as soon as I did it. And whenever I hide the car, I just reactivate the app and, um, show them. But it is a thing. There's no two ways about it. And, and <clears throat> this is going back to, um, George Bernard Shaw and, um, um, Bertrand Russell's, uh, Wet Dream and Aldous Huxley, all, all those guys back in the 1800s and early 19th century and whatever, that said, you will not do anything without a identification. And it's, it's, and it's happened. And it's all going to be permission-based. No Everything yep. you do, you'll need permission, yep. including going to the washroom uh-huh. or restroom. Yeah. Going to the washroom, well, getting water. Yep. The technocrats and, and, have been talking about it for a long time. Hundred, hundred and something years, hundred and something years, and and that's what I've been doing on tonight, well tonight, going through yeah. the early formation of America, and the same yeah. families, the same people that came from England a hundred years before, had the same goals, the same people that you, you you can trace them all back to, whoever you want to um, trace them back to, <laughs> they had the same Black goals. It's four hundred years ago, and it was um. The um, co- the British Commonwealth or the co- World Commonwealth was what they yeah. they drummed up the name of, and that was John D. <clears throat> Again, all about the common, definitely yeah. A, yeah, the Commonwealth, Commonwealth, the Commons, but yeah, commons, no, so it's, uh, yeah, and House of Commons, everything is Commons, yeah, and we've got um, you Prince call Charles. your uh, Parliament there Commons, House of Commons in Australia, is that what it's called? Um. No. Sorry, just give me a sec. Just give me one more sec. <coughs> Sorry. Well, take a break. Take a take, take a water. Rick, I don't know if you look at the blog, but man, the comments on the blog have been going crazy. Which tell me, tell me, I I, I can't see them. I, I I will bother later. I will bother. Later. Yeah, just go to fakeologist.com forward slash blog and which uh, comments? click on the top latest comments. Latest comments on the top. A lot of comments. Uh, Napoleon's gone nuts. Dave J's there. Nick is a new guy, listener. Nick is a donor on fakeologist.com. So is Dave J, of course. Thank you, guys. Oh, and tons of comments. Do you want to go through some of them? You might like them. Yeah, go. go. Can you go through? Can you can you go through some now, or or do I have to go? No, because I'm driving and I can't read my screen. I can only talk, but uh, you can. Well, what's the general? What's well? No, what's the gist? Well, What's the gist? <laughs> every well, they know they talk every about every different episode and different blog posts and and I don't know you'd have to you'd have to look at them. I can't. Uh, there's no gist. There's no general because they're all specific comments on specific posts. But well, if Dave, my if point Dave is Jay sometimes the comment. Yeah, Dave Jay's on there too. Yeah. Okay. Well, if he's on there, they'll Check be interesting. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I might do that a little listening. bit later. Yeah, if you want, I know you don't. Not a lot of guys listen to the Discord, listen to the, um, or look at the um, the blog. But you could do that. Let me just see if there's anyone listening live besides Napoleon. Shout out to Napoleon. And uh, oh, we got a. I think we have Australia and United Kingdom. So one is Napoleon and one is probably Frank. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Only two. Only two listeners tonight. Well. Having spent um, the day listening to um, older fake uh, ho- hoaxbusters shows, 
I was. Um, Where did you find them? Uh, Archive on your site. No, no, your it's fake. I was just audio on Podomatic. Uh, sorry, po- podcast addict. And it says oh, fake holders radio, and it's one of the, one of the third. I've got three different fake holders um, podcast sites. One of them is just basically all hoaxbuster sites, uh, hoaxbusters, hoaxbusters shows, and uh, right. they're fantastic. I've been listening all day, and um, I, I, I just said tonight. Did you listen back in the day? Yeah, you listened oh, back yeah. in the day to them, didn't you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, and and contributed. Um, not not vocally. I never went on live, but I certainly talked to both of um, the hosts via email and um, oh, shared music okay, and bits yeah. and pieces. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and he 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 played a number of my songs over the you know, songs I sent to him over the many years. That it, well, the three or four he years. He played music listening. on his show, did he? Oh yeah, 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 yep, yep. He did. Because yep, talk show yep, is horrible yep. for audio. Well, actually, he went on. Mm, well, actually, okay. while. He, I, mm. I tried to get him I'm to use about, his own platform, but it didn't really work. Well, his last couple of shows, I think I got the, the, the main song that he played was mine a couple of times. So yeah, uh, and, and Adams I spoke to on here back in the day, but never Chris Kendall, never Chris Kendall, sadly. But um, and that's a, a big regret, a big regret. But certainly. Chatted to him, but so you've got um, the Discord over the, the Discord folkologist. It's fairly quiet now because a lot of the more controversial people have all been kicked off. So it's not. The well, same. I think they're all on Rick and Rollo right now, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah most of them, most of them. I don't think SMJ's there, but most of the others are definitely. And it's um, I, I moderate it to a little bit. But not much, you know. It's usually only Rollo that I have to remove every now and then. But he's he's been fantastic. He's sharing really interesting things, funny things, uh, lots of photos. Um, yeah. But uh, Discord on uh, Fakeologist, Guy's gone, SMJ's gone, Dave J's gone, Rollo's gone. Um, a lot of the more vocal people have gone, so it's fairly quiet from what I can see. Well, as I I don't know if I mentioned it yesterday. We are going to relaunch yes, an upper and lower mm-hmm. Discord. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're they'll they should they come back to the lower Discord. The untouchable. And uh, we're gonna the I'm gonna tell the moderators to back off on that. Yeah. And uh, it won't. Yeah, I think, the I think, I think it's a good the upper Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not um, getting into any yeah, you'll major be arguments with anyone. Yeah. You'll be on both. Guaranteed. Then, so. Yeah, I've done. I've done my day of, you know, carrying yeah, on. You've done your day of duty. But there's a lot of people yeah. that don't like all that, so they can hang out in the uh, the upper Discord and uh, yeah, the girls, the others, the girls, the girls, the girls, and some of the yeah. More. Maybe they prefer the upper Discord. I would we'll say see. so. But the I lower so. Discord won't have a live stream. It'll have voice channels, well, sounds, but there will be no live stream. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Anyway, I, I'm going to go now because of... Um, All right. Right on time. You're very timely. I have to admit, you do keep a very strict <laughs> clock. Oh, I guess I've got you to go. do work I've tomorrow. Got, yeah, I do, but I've got to make uh, make sure. I've got two children killing aliens in different dimensions, screaming at each other. I mean, they're friends, and they need to go to bed. Is that right, huh? So, oh, yeah. So that, you have to do exercise it's, it's funny, parental it's, authority right now. You have to pull the plug. Yes, I do. 
Yes. Um, no, I never have to pull the plug, and I'm quite happy that, like, in one particular case, he's finished school, so he can do whatever he wants, but the other one has school early in the morning, and he needs to get the bus. So, um, I've got to get to a mechanic at 8.30 in the, in the morning, so he will be oh, going wow. to bed. Anyway, another oh, fantastic right. chat, as usual. Sunday All right. I'll, uh, I didn't get yesterday's out yet, because I was so busy yesterday, I just went right to bed. All right. All good. But, uh, All good. We'll try and get both shows out today, and uh, so. you're on both shows yesterday Make it so. Make it so. There'll be a Make lot, so. a lot to do. So thank you, Rick. No worries. And thank you. Wants to, thank you very much. If anyone wants to join <laughs> in, they can uh, ping me now or ping me later, and I'll uh, come back. I'll be uh, around the audio chat for a couple more hours. Excellent. But you got to ping. You got to ping me. You got to ping me. Ping Ed. Ping Ed. Yeah. Otherwise. I'm not going to watch the Discord for no. someone to drop in. So if anyone wants to drop in, like the old days, they can. Otherwise, I'll go back. Oh, I, I put a really – do you like this germ warfare guy? Yeah, I do. He does do. pretty – I just posted one of his videos on facotube.com with Kevin Corbett, who's a retired nurse from Ireland or England. Excellent. He's Irish. Really good speaking, really good conversation he does all look, the talking look, look, let's, just, let, let's just say that if you haven't got an opinion now on life and what's no. going been going down for the last two years or more yeah it must be a mute then you are a zombie you're you're a mute and a zombie and it's not worth thinking about or talking to so yeah get out yeah, you gotta have say your stuff it. say your yeah. stuff that's what i keep saying say your piece all right dude yeah yeah thank hey, you Rick. Safe. all the best thank you Rick. Yeah, I'll speak thank you. you over now Thank you, Rick. All right, over and out. That's all, folks.